everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Gameware Express, where it's Christmas every day in our hearts. Today is Friday, December the 20th, 2013, and I am your host, Adam Arinder. This is our last real show of the year, guys. Next week we have Game of the Year, so we're going to record that earlier in the week because it's Christmas, and I don't want to keep y'all here talking to me. Spend it with your families. But before we get to that, John Michael and Renee are out this week, but it's all right. We filled the seat with a very special guest. He's like oldest time, wow. second second, <laughs> second employee ever at Gameware. Yes, hello everybody. Mr. Scott Bezdek Hi. joins us this week. Hi, Scott. Hi, Steven. Hi, I Adam. love you. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Oh. I'm so glad I was invited <laughs> on. This is exciting. Yeah, you live way far away in a magical land called Metairie. Well, my GPS calls it Metri. Metri. Oh, Metri. Our, 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 uh, That's how everybody no, says no, it no, down I'm there. I'm sorry. Uh, GPS says Metairie. Uh, Metairie. Metairie. But no, that's about that's about sixty miles east of Baton Rouge, so it's about an hour drive for those who don't know the geography of for Louisiana. A, for an old thirty-five year old, that's a long drive. <laughs> well, I'm glad you could join us this week. I, I'm very excited. Um, as you know, you listen to the show, right? So, uh, yes. I as do. you know, we always we always open up with the introductory question. So for this week, I want to know y'all's favorite video game villain. I forgot to answer that come up with an answer you guys go first well that's okay i have a long well, answer go for good it. scott well scott is the first one i introduced scott bezdek is with us i know i just hi think. scott hi scott who's your favorite video game villain well this is a loaded question mm-hmm. but i can turn any question into a loaded question so um as you had uh posed to me uh this could be taken in several different ways yeah sure you know? and uh, at one point i'd actually converted it into my favorite boss battle hey um, but I will say that uh, to celebrate uh, me and Steven's uh, past, uh, the first one that came to my mind was the Silent Scope EX boss <laughs> that was in the Gameware arcade. Which one? The uh, the Liberace, Elton John, piano playing guy. The final boss. The final boss, who uh, basically would tell you as the sniper that uh, you have till the end of this beautiful piano song to shoot me, or uh, a nuclear bomb is going to go off. Oh, of course. <laughs> and I remember that sounds like a Bond villain. I remember working behind the uh, the cash register and just constantly like, what is this flamboyant, lovely fellow talking flamboyant. about? Yeah, yelling flamboyant. And then, until finally one day, I went and took a shot at him. And uh, that's that's one of my favorite, just because he's so funny and it's such a great history of uh, <laughs> working at Gameware. Um, but I would actually say that um, I kind of took a different spin on this. Uh, I, oh, so did I. Don't worry. So yeah, so uh, I could say, as far as like favorite boss battle, uh, any boss uh, from the Panzer Dragoon series, as you know, I'll pimp all the time because it's my favorite series. Um, but I actually decided that... Uh, have all y'all completed Braid? No. no. Uh, Oops. The best villain, as far as my take on it, would be the last level uh, in villain of Braid. And I don't know. I guess... Spoilers? Yeah. We try to keep the podcast as spoiler-free as possible, okay. well, but I mean, you know. It's hard to do when you're talking is. about. Yeah, this one's impossible, so maybe I should just say Braid, and if you're never going to play it, uh, maybe go watch it on YouTube, at least to see the ending, because it is uh, mind-blowing. Well, now I have in, to play it. In my opinion. Where can I play that on? <laughs> well, it's actually uh, Xbox Live and PSN PC. and Oh, it is PC. on PSN. It's on Steam. It's cool. So if it's not on PlayStation, so uh, Steven's not going to play hey, it. So. I have all that stuff. So <laughs> I assumed that somebody would have played it, and fact, we would have talked about it. But I uh, actually own it on Xbox and PC. You can play it on your. No wait. Well, is it on the Vita? No, no that's Limbo. I, I might have to buy it on PSN though, because I 
I've only owned it twice. So, well, it makes for probably boring podcasting since I can't say it, but it's it's amazing, <laughs> and anyone has played it. Just take uh, your word for it. That's what I'm talking about. Not a problem. All right. Cool. Well, welcome to the show. Hey, Stephen Martin. See, I, you guys have notes and shit. I, I didn't get this question in my head, <laughs> so I just have to think of an answer. Um, I think my – I'll kind of turn it on its, on its head too. Okay. On the side there. And I'll stick with arcade games at first. And um, it would have to be the actual cabinet of Beachhead 2000, which weighs like 800, 900 pounds, and it's made out of balsa wood. So it will literally murder you if it falls on top of you. <laughs> and when we got rid of the machine, so this isn't in a game. It's just a game. It is the game. The game. The game itself. Meta when, answer. When we took it apart to throw it into the garbage, we had to, we had an axe. And I know that sounds sad to you, but we had to it really doesn't bust it apart. <laughs> and it was always breaking. It was always falling apart. So while it's not a video game character, I had to work with it so much. And it was a video game. So, mm-hmm. But uh, maybe um, for a real answer... Ah, there's there's so many great encounters over over time that I've had to deal with, but um, and I, I don't want to get into spoiler. Well, so what I really want to say would totally kind of ruin a game. What game? Shadow of the Colossus. Oh yeah, yeah. You know where I'm going with that, Scott? Uh, yeah. Actually, I had I did not play Shadow of the Colossus until the PS3. But did you play through it? Version. I beat it. Oh okay. yeah, it was wonderful. Well, I, I guess and I I'm trying to remember that either. Is it the is it the very last clause? Colossi? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. They're also good, but uh, well, I don't even want to. I know you guys aren't really gonna play that. But. I started playing that game. I got to like the fourth or fifth one, and then I just realized that game wasn't for me. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it again. Maybe one day. Yeah, I, I definitely know people will not. If you don't like it at first, it doesn't really change much. It might have just been like. Not only was it just like, oh, you know, this is whatever. It was really overhyped for me. That would, yeah, that would take something down. Maybe that was so. my thing. I didn't play it till it came to HD on PS3. So I mean, I definitely had issues like for how hyped it was. Um, I had issues with how clunky the control. Yeah, that uh, didn't really was, get fixed much. On but PS3. I mean, it was. It I like the concept. It was amazing to me. But it's yeah. it's right on my alley. I play weird stuff. So. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks. I know you worked like all day at the mall today. Oh yeah, it was so tough. You know, I sold so many games, and actually, I went there twice. Oh man, so just can't get away. Wait, I took that back three times. It's Christmas time. Why? Where's your cot? Shouldn't you still be like sleeping there? I usually just sleep on the plush, like the plush out of the crane. Oh, just, just pull them out. Lay it up on the. I'll keep thinking about villains. That's fine. Maybe if I can come okay. back to me. I don't know. For, for mine, I'll, I'll let you think a little more, Rachel. For mine, mine's coming. Like a, a popular answer, but for a non-popular way. Well, that's good because we had some really weird, obscure shit. <laughs> obscure yeah, stuff that we couldn't <laughs> even talk about. Machine. <laughs> um, I like my answer is actually Bowser, but not because he's a giant turtle that shoots fire out of his mouth. Because every time I see Bowser, I think of that old Looney Tunes episode where it's it's not Wiley e. Coyote because that's on his name. He's not talking, but it's, he's the coyote and the sheepdog are he's trying the coyote's trying to steal the sheep from the sheepdog and the sheep Sam. Yeah. yeah, Sam. And he's and he's trying to, and the, you know, the sheep dogs like dropping anvils and pianos on his head to keep the sheep safe. But at the end of the day, you see them go clock out and like go arm in arm back to their houses and be like, "Well, had a good day at work. See you tomorrow." Because they're like, "That's just part of their job." And I see that as Bowser. It's like, yeah, every time he goes and like kidnaps the princess and gives Mario hell. But on the weekends, you know, they're buddies. They're driving go karts together. They're going for a round of golf playing tennis together so they're not, they don't really hate each other it's just part of their job like oh n- another day another week another princess to steal i'm bowser 
So I go with Bowser just because I picture them as really as buddies on the weekends, and that's just their day job is Bowser got to steal the princess, and Mario has to go stop them. That's yeah. it. I got one. What you got, I Rachel? Got it. Okay. So you said you said villain. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with the Wii Fit trainer. <laughs> she is a bitch. <laughs> Every time you step on the pad, she goes, "Oh." <laughs> and it's just terrible. She's really mean to you all the time, telling me what to do and how to live my life, and I just don't appreciate that. When I when I first stepped on the Wii Fit board machine. That was back when I was in high school, and I was in pretty good shape playing basketball. And it made my guy like a rotund, like Pillsbury Doughboy walking around. I was like, I don't know. What? No. Well, you had a lot of muscle. Yeah. Like, you were so mean, Mr. (laughs) Mr. Balance Board Scale. (laughs) So, yeah, you know. Not a a cool thing. I uh, stepped on it the first time, and it made me cry, and I never stepped on it. (laughs) (laughs) I never stepped on it. Well, Rachel had when we moved into this place, and I tried using yeah. it, and then every time I got on it, it would like disconnect. So I think that was just like a hint, being like, "Get off me! I hate you." Yeah. I did play it once at E3, and it was fun. When I when I went to E3, I can't remember if it was eleven or twelve. Like you were the, twelve years old. Yeah, <laughs> and it was at the Nintendo booth, and the lines were everywhere, but no one was in line for Wii Fit U. That's how I, yeah, there's nobody in line <laughs> to play Wii U or Wii Fit or whatever, and I was just stepped right on it and did the obstacle course on Wii Fit Plus. Did like, you feel oh, yourself fun. burning the calories? No. Okay. I was already the height of health. <laughs> A Herculean effort, by all means. Now, is Boss Encounter, I'm sorry, Villain different from Boss Encounter? No, yeah, it's whatever you want. I've got a cool Boss Encounter. Yeah, what's your cool Boss Encounter? Go for it. Contra 4 on the DS. There's this Boss Encounter where you're climbing this tower. Is that way forward? It is way forward. Maker of a fine games, um, of like which, Silent Hill. Did they make that? Well, no. they made the, uh, the 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 Vita version, the story. Oh yeah, the over- Book of Memories. It actually wasn't that bad. But what's that again? Ducktales remastered. Yeah, they did. They they yeah. make good. Stuff. Well, Drag- Dragon's Crown. Yeah. Dragon's Crown is um. No, it's not way forward. Oh no, it's Vanillaware. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Vanillaware. Sorry. Right. So you're climbing this tower, and um, there's an alien on uh, on you know following you up the tower, and you're shooting it with your guns because it's a contra game. And then you find out that the tower you are on is actually a missile. And um, <laughs> in the middle of the boss battle, the missile fires with you still on it. And That's then cool. you have to hang on it while you're flying through the air. And then you land in a city, which is nuked by the missile you were on. And then the boss that you were fighting before is still there. And How did you survive? It's Contra. It doesn't matter. Okay. But <laughs> as long as the aliens' fireballs don't hit you, you can keep going. But it's just great because it... It's something unexpected, and that's what I always want in a boss battle, something unexpected, whether it's something like Psycho Mantis and Metal Gear Solid, you know, where he tells you to set your controller on the table, and mm-hmm. then he says he can move it telekinetically, and they use the rumble function to move yeah. the controller. Or he <laughs> reads cool. the Konami saves on your memory card to tell you which games you like. You that's know, creepy. It's like different experiences, yeah. not just shoot well, me till my health, my let, health is over. Let me ask you, were you surprised... Uh, and I assume you played it when it first came out. I would assume anyone playing it nowadays would be like, oh, that's a joke because it's so outdated. But the first Tomb Raider, when the T-Rex showed up. Oh, well, I knew there was a T-Rex. Oh, see, I didn't. Yeah, see. That would have been cool if I didn't know. Yeah. But I think I saw it. That was pretty cool as a whatever grade I was in. What, it's like 1995 and you're, there's a dinosaur. Why is there a dinosaur? That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you all for joining me this week. Um, we're gonna get right into what we've been playing because I know I've been playing a lot of things. Scott, you have a whole list since sure. this is your first time on the show. Um, everything I played. Did you the ever whole play year. Super Mario Brothers three? Can we talk about that? Can we talk about every game you've ever played. Ever played. <laughs> that game's you're jumping ahead. That game's coming out in new releases on your eShop like, oh, next finally. week. Yeah. 
Um, Scott, yes. you're the only person on this whole show who owns an Xbox One. Yes, yes. So we don't have any firsthand experience from Xbox One talk. So let's jump in with that. This should be fun because uh, as I listen to you guys every week, I think about how, even though we are all uh, kindred spirits, how uh, y'all are definitely very hardcore into Nintendo and also really like Sony and not so much on the Xbox. And I am all PC Xbox right now with a little love for Sony. And I like Nintendo, but I just don't own any of them. So it's just kind of interesting uh, hearing that. But um, yeah, so I have an Xbox One mm-hmm. and I also got a PS4. Um, and I did get, uh, most of the games, uh, or a good portion of the, the launch lineup. Um, and I love it. I think it's great. Like I have the PS4 and the Xbox both, uh, both hooked up, but my Xbox, uh, stays on mm-hmm. almost 24 seven. And do you have like your TV and your speakers and stuff? There's two reasons for that. And, and this is where it's so funny because I would definitely have been considered a hardcore gamer and still. A hardcore gamer uh but when i would listen to uh other uh people complain about xbox and stuff they would say oh tv you know tv's ruining the fuck it. do i need that right right <laughs> and Sorry. it's so funny because it is so for me but i am a 35 year old with one kid but so you're also the only father or parent on the, on the show too so and let me let me paint you a picture here um <laughs> my daughter runs the household and she's <laughs> almost three and she wants to watch, uh, you know, Dad, I put on YouTube. Let's watch Five Little Monkeys Jumping on a Bed. That's my favorite and, show. Uh, <laughs> and back in the day, I would, you know, watch TV, load up the Xbox, wait five minutes for the dashboard to load up or the PS network to load up, go to YouTube, wait 45 seconds for that to load up. But literally, over the weekend, I'm watching, you know, a Saints game or watching whatever my daughter runs in data youtube and i'm like all right and i say i don't want to say on here because xbox no you go to youtube (laughs) and three seconds she's watching her video and then i go xbox snap tv and the saints game is back on and i'm like oh okay well 10 minutes left before the halftime and then my daughter gets tired she runs away and i go unsnap back watching it or playing a game and then you know that's perfect for me that's the first pitch i've heard where snapping anything into my television actually makes sense and oh, seems practical yeah. and how 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 next gen is this now i saw uh a couple of the uh you know big journalists and stuff on twitter posting pictures of this so it's not like it's new but uh before i saw it i i literally had the tv uh as the main thing on my xbox uh a youtube thing snapped in case my daughter came back uh, all the while I was remote playing on my Vita, Assassin's Creed, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, How <laughs> next gen are you right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so it, it was pretty awesome. Um, but then again, you know, I can understand where everyone else is coming from. But for me, it's like, I mean, I'll get to it, but Peggle 2 is <laughs> phenomenal for me. And well, Peggle let's, 2, let's start with that. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so uh, I was a huge fan of Peggle, and so uh, I was very excited for Peggle 2, and it definitely has not disappointed Uh there's less Zen Masters, I guess. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting. Um, and I kind of ran through those guys, but I haven't done their time trials yet. Mm-hmm. And I haven't finished all the uh, Celestial, whatever, oh, okay, the little last yeah. round. Um, but literally, unlike Peggle 1, where at the time I didn't have a kid, uh, I literally would play like an hour at a time. Mm-hmm. This one I literally will play like two rounds. Yeah. And then snap out. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one thing, because I've only seen... 
I mean, Rachel's, of course, told me things after it came out. She works for it. And I've seen quick looks and other things from other sites. But yeah, I was a little bummed that there's only five masters as opposed to ten. And then yeah. one of them is Bjorn, the unicorn. So he's kind of, you know, back again. So it's really only four new, four new masters with four new powers. But sure. But I tend to be uh, pretty uh, optimistic about things. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, you know, get too dwelling on the negative. But uh, for what they lack in that, I like Pickle 2 a lot better for different reasons. Um, the little animations of yes. the characters are amazing. Like, it, I mean, I'm, when I say amazing, it's not like the power of the Xbox One. The power oh, the of PS3 the cloud. could have never made Bjorn smile like that. Yeah. But like, they they just were real creative with how the five characters respond to your ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're about to do a shot, and it's like you got three orange pegs left in one ball, and Bjorn's like teeth are chattering because he's so nervous for you. Right. Uh, you know, and I didn't even notice that. It. That is yeah. pretty charming. You know, I, mean. I didn't notice that stuff mm-hmm. when I was first playing it because I'm so into like thinking about my shot. But um, like as I've been playing, I just watch them and it's just like, oh, and then at the end, you know, they they were already the master before everyone else. Of, like that whole like uh, casino, like get you pumped up by giving you sound effects and <laughs> getting you addicted to the feeling. But they uh, they really knocked it out of the park because like as the score fills up, all of them have different animations for how excited they are. It's mm-hmm. going bigger, uh, like the little girl that's dead. Yeah. Uh, her jawbone breaks off because she's her mouth is like so, so she, wide. She drops she's like, her jaw and then it falls huge off. Huge and it just falls off and it like hangs by the hinges and it's just it's it's really cute and I like cute and uh, <laughs> their heads follow the ball too. If you're if you're in level, they they will like with their eyes they'll follow where your ball is going. Can the um. Can the Xbox One pump oxygen into your room <laughs> so you could be more euphoric while you play? No, but I, I am disappointed that that uh, when they were, that story came out about the, uh, the the amount of money they put in researching controllers and that there was one version early on that was going to emit smell. Oh, that's that's what I want. What? That's true. Yeah, that's that was like you know like not you know they supposedly spent like some ungodly amount of money for those rumble triggers. Well, just to figure out what controller they went to make, and so mm-hmm. they had a lot of stuff they threw away. Like just designs that yeah. they did, and one of them was supposed to like. Was one of them just smells. the the like old NES controller? Like, just do that again. <laughs> I, no think, I think they even had the uh, the old PS3 uh, battering. Yeah, the controller. I was wow. gonna say that was the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love Pickle too. It's great. Uh, I, you know, I don't think it's as much of a time waste as the first Peggle, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's pretty awesome. And um, you know, again, it's 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 kind of like pointless being like, oh, it's a great Xbox. I mean, it could have been on anything, but it's, yeah. Regardless of that, and I'm sure soon it's gonna. Come. I mean, the it first will. game was yeah, on everything. Yeah, it's not like a so big get for them, but I mean, for me, I was super excited to have something new to download. And then right. two, I, I really was a huge fan of Peggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, um, any other big Xbox One exclusives been on your list? Well, I mean, you know, I I played through and beat a bunch of them already. So like, I beat Rise. How was that? Uh. Better than I thought. Actually, there's been a big disconnect with me and the press with this generation because, uh, kind of like you guys have said, I don't think I like Knack as much as you, but it's definitely a, a really fun game. I really love Knack. Yeah. Every week it's like, I now, really don't love Knack. I know, I know. I, just, I <laughs> well, keep playing it. There's a lot of people that really are like, I can't, I love it. You know, I, and granted, I'm only like one third of the way through. Um, but I, I mean, I don't understand how I get such low scores, but I like it a lot. Uh, and also, uh, two of my favorite games, uh, which is no surprise, because especially Steven knows, like, you know, I have certain companies and developers that I just, I'm like hardcore, so maybe I'm biased or whatever. But Crimson Dragon and Locust Cycle are awesome. And those have gotten, like, pan in reviews. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand Locust Cycle because Locust Cycle is a very interesting breed. Uh, 
but I'm a huge fan of Twisted Pixel, uh, the Austin-based developers. Uh, they did The Mall and uh, Comic Jumper, uh, Explosion Man, things like that. Oh, and the oh, only, yeah, and the only I, I think one time y'all talked about, maybe it was y'all or another podcast talked about, you know, there being no good Connect games. There's not many, but the best one was not mentioned, if that was y'all, which was uh, the Gunstringer. Yeah, Gunstringer is incredible. And that was Twisted Pixel. Anyway, so uh, I was really excited about this one, and I kind of got worried seeing the early reviews, mm-hmm. saying it was just awful and offensive and stuff like that. Um, it was awesome. I, it's what great. Were people, what was people? What were people saying was so bad mm-hmm. about it? I think there are two. Uh, reasons it was getting attacked and i think that what people focused on was that uh the game itself is not a, a great game per se but i think it depends <laughs> like how you not, look at it. it's the same well, thing right it, it depends how you look at it right like what it is is basically it's uh this is 15 levels but it's uh you're you're on a motorbike that's sentient and it's uh of course you are right and it's dragging it's a hispanic mechanic behind it and the sentient uh, bike which is built by like some private company trying to sell it to the military uh escapes and it thinks it it's a uh, translator is working so she thinks she knows spanish but everything he's saying he's saying like you know i'm stuck on your wheel somebody help me get me away from this talking motorcycle and the motorcycle's like oh why well, yes pablo i think we should go to the arts and craft museum <laughs> you know and, and the, the humor like funny i actually think, I think explosion man and 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 uh a lot of their other games are pretty universal in their humor. I think most people think it's funny. They most of those got pretty good reviews. This one, the lines don't necessarily hit, but it's just insane. Um, and I what's, think what's it, the gameplay like? Uh, it's basically like Spy Hunter if it was a WarioWare game. Okay. Now I've never heard anyone describe it. and I think that's the disconnect, at mm-hmm. least for me. Uh, people are looking at it as like a racing game or a, a combat vehicle game. Right. But it's not. It's literally like every level ramps up, and the first level it's like two or three styles of play that you do for about two minutes each before you get to the end level. And it's literally like a uh, almost a melee combat game where uh, you're on your motorcycle and you're dragging this guy behind you and then you get these like robots with jetpacks and you literally jump in the air as a sentient motorcycle and you start kicking them with your wheels and your heavy damage is actually swinging the mechanic and using them as a blunt instrument uh, and doing combo meters. And then you'll do that for like a couple minutes until you're you know finish that section and then next section is like a spy hunter section where you're just shooting you know from your motorcycle destroying mm-hmm. the, the cars in front of you you're going you know forward into the screen hmm. and but by the end of it by the last level it's literally like 17 different styles of mini games uh all kind of streamed together as this concept and i had a blast but it, you know the gameplay itself is yeah you either like that or you don't but it's you know the humor the style is just charming um but you also got to keep in mind too that um, who, who what's the name of the company that does uh, Toxic Avenger Trauma or Trauma? Trauma. You know yeah, they, they have a very hardcore. It is trauma. Yeah. They have a very hardcore uh, following, and some people think it's just like the weirdest, dumbest stuff. I think mm-hmm. you know it, they're actually huge fans of that, and actually the president of the company is in the game, and so I think you know that's just I think it's their attempt to do something like that, and either it's gonna work with you or not. You know it's just kind of weird, but mm-hmm. I like weird, so fair enough. Yeah. So rise, I've heard again all these all, all a lot of these launch games. I'm hearing mixed things about what I mean. I know you're a gladiator. Is it is it as God of War as I'm hearing it, or is that just weird because it's Rome and Sparta? No, and, I mean it's whatever that genre is called. You know the, the character uh, action. Yeah, Bayonetta. It's it's that. Okay. Um, 
And it's the combat is fun. It's just not enough to carry the whole game. And they tried to uh, string it and keep it going by throwing in little mini sections where you're like, you know, like using, the dude lights up and you're supposed to press the respective color button. Yeah, or, yeah. I think they, I think you know the whole, uh, you know, pressing the button thing, uh, quick time quick, events. Yeah, quick, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like that. It's it's more of a no matter what happens, everybody you kill at the very end. They, they turn either yellow or blue, and you got to hit your Y button or your X button, mm-hmm. which is you know, the color of those buttons. And uh, they'll give you anywhere from like two to five colors you got to press in a row. If you fail all those, it doesn't affect at all the death of that guy. Mm-hmm. What it affects is uh, your multiplier score and your. Uh, you use the D pad to choose, okay, uh, extra health, extra experience points. You pick like your bonus. Mm hmm. And whatever it's it's locked on, if you successfully do all the colors, you get that bonus. And so if you're low on health and you switch over to health regen, if you so there is some incentives. Yeah, no, no, no. I use it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and and I never once thought of it as a quick time event. And actually, it would suck because I would be this close to dying, and I would switch over. First, I'd be fumbling with my D pad in the middle of a fight, trying to switch from like bonus XP to you know health regen because I'm about to die, mm-hmm. and then I'm. Oh, I'm messing that up. I'm fumbling. I, you know, and then, uh, you know, I would get four of the five, and then I would miss the last one, and then end up dying. So it was, it added some tension, and it was fun, but it, it makes it very gamey. And right. So either you like that or you don't. It takes you out of it because it's such yeah. a serious looking. Yeah. But it's also so, like you said, gamey. Right. I think if the uh, the the other things besides the fighting, uh, like you got some like commanding sections and stuff like that, if those were actually good. The game yeah, I saw better, like you like yell at your archers like protect me. You're supposed well, to yell at the connect and stuff. Like all the other connect stuff, they swept under the you know the covers. It it, it or the rug. It you don't. I, I've never used that. You can just press your bumper. You know. Oh. Okay. You know? Well, I guess if you have a sleeping child in the house, you don't well, yeah. want to yell like take down that gate. Yeah. There's definitely one. If this is a you know definitely the game, I would not want my daughter to walk because <laughs> it is brutal. It is like over the top brutal. Really? Um, More so than God of War, or it's on par. Okay. Uh, you know, I haven't played God of War in a while, so. Uh, How did you feel the supernatural elements of the story? Okay, now let me tell you where Rise actually outperformed what I was expecting, and the reason why I liked it. I mean, I got it as a showpiece. Like, I wanted to see. I knew Killzone was the game to get if you want this. You know, if you didn't mind having a bad game that looked beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, Rise was the same for the Xbox, and I actually ended up like Rising. Uh, liking Rise purely because I was super impressed with the uh, where the story went. About halfway through, it actually picked up and actually, you know, more so than most games, actually was like, this is uh, kind of interesting. I'd like to see where this goes. And then uh, the voice acting and facial capture, like, they had some really cool characters in there. Like, I, I, I wasn't expecting that. And hmm. and the villains, speaking of villains, uh, the guys that are, you know, because you're, you're this uh, Roman higher up a uh, military guy and first you're fighting for Rome but then the people on your side you know are actually kind of evil and you kind of turn it around and kind of take them out but the, the the main bad guys or a couple of the main bad guys are actually really cool characters the foot clan is that like the what's the name of that I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. but uh no I was I was surprised with how good the uh story was um okay and, and I'm pretty harsh judge of game story do you so, actually okay. play it for the story, unlike some people at this table? No. Knack had a really good story. <laughs> I, I there was a doctor, did. and he's like looking for stuff. Yeah, like some girl. 
when I had a kid, I had to like really uh, kind of figure out why I, I like games so much. Oh yeah. Because all of a sudden I found myself like uh, I'm, I'm a musician. I play music, but I quit listening to new music at like a couple years ago. Like I quit devouring music the way I used to, and I quit devouring movies. But for some reason, I still was playing games, and so I had to kind of find out. You know, my time is a lot more limited. So I need to really think about what I'm going to play instead of like wasting, you know, several nights, try, like realizing I don't want to play this. So story is rarely the main thing I play for, mm-hmm. but especially with my uh, kind of last couple of years, uh, newfound love of indie games, that's kind of turned around to where yeah. like if I hear about something really cool that's actually lacks in gameplay or doesn't even have gameplay. Yeah, I think so those are some of my favorite games now. In the past five years or six years, the stories from the smaller games have impacted me far more greatly than a big budget title and it just seems like if i'm playing a cinematic experience you know i just the story it just seems like they're trying so hard to be more like hollywood yeah i like a, i mean like i like a subtle that's I, I started playing gone home today and that does a lot of that like i've only played like maybe well gone home minutes. is like nothing without its story right? oh yeah because but it's so not like in your face this you're... rumor that i don't like stories and games <laughs> just, i don't know Basically, if a AAA title does a story, I could care less. Like, I agree. I really like Tomb Raider this year, uh, but I skip past every cinematic. I could care really? less. See, I'm not the only person that skips. <laughs> then the I, I guess I'm just the weird one because I like. <laughs> well, we're oh, older, dude. Like, it. like Scott said, we don't have, I have as less much time, time. and I, you true. have much less time than I do. But I have. I've only got so much time because I'm. Yeah. Hey, man, I've been the years ahead of me, <laughs> and and where you know where my relationship with my wife's going, and yeah. where we're family planning, starting all that. You got there's not much time left, so <laughs> it, and I, I I'll be skipping past cutscenes uh, more frequently. So no more like Metal Gear Solid hour long cutscenes. I'll for still you. play Metal Gear. I still watch that just out of stupid habits. But. <laughs> one uh one more game I had in the notes I was really interested in hearing about because I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, is Tearaway. Because that game kind of came out the same day as the Xbox One, the same day cool. as Link Between Worlds, the same molecules. day as Mario 3D World. Yeah, what were they thinking? Like who? 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 Had the November 22nd was a bad day to release. I'm the game so ready to buy that in February. Yeah. So tell me about Tearaway. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, in yeah. That. Now I don't play my Vita every night. Uh, I actually kind of, uh, I'm not going to go into it, but there are certain nights that I'll just lay in bed and play the Vita. So I usually only play the Vita once a week, and mm-hmm. I'll usually play it for a couple hours. So. And I tend to be a little uh, ADD with that, so I'll play like 30 minutes of that, 30 minutes of this and that. So I've had Tearaway since it came out, but I've only played about, I think it said I'm at 30%, so that's still not much, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a, it's really good. I really like it. Actually, uh, if I have a feeling when it's done, I, I would probably have it in my internal discussion for, you know, top 10, if not at least top 20. Mm-hmm. Um, what... It, is it is it a platformer? It is plays it a, like uh, is it like a little bit? It's like a focused, or? more linear version of like a, a Mario sixty four Galaxy. It's kind of like a, you know a three D platformer uh, with little hub worlds and stuff like that. But you know, and they give you a little bit of like options as far as like oh you can go do this thing or that thing. But for the most part, you're kind of going on a forward path and not mm-hmm. com- you're not really coming back. Um, and you're slowly getting throughout the levels like you know. The ability to do this and that and so i think the idea is eventually you'll be able to replay levels and get a couple of the secrets or whatever but it's really uh it's really the charm is what sells it it's, mm-hmm. it's not the greatest game there's enemies but they're not many and they're not really all that fun 
to compete <laughs> against or fight. Uh, and they're almost in there just to give you some kind of obstacle. The game is never... I mean, there's no penalty for dying at all. Mm-hmm. You fall off an edge, you pop right back, and you don't lose anything. Similar to Little Big Planet, I guess. Sure, yeah, 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 very similar. Um, but it's 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 just its style, its its uh, dedication to the paper theme is amazing. And like, there have been times where I'm going through a level, and I'm not really thinking about. I'm kind of thinking about the game part, and I finally sit down and quit moving my character, and I look at what's going on in the world, and it's just like amazing, like. There's a part where you're kind of on a, a a walkway on the side of, I guess, a mountain, and there's actually the ocean down to your view, and the ocean is nothing but like individual sheets of blue paper all waving, <laughs> and it, it it's just like it's really pretty, like it's just you know it's very creative, and um and also what they did was this is this should have been like the little deviants, what little deviant should have been, which was a really uh, great showcase of what you can do with those features that a lot of people hate on the Vita, such as the back touch screen, because they actually use it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't stick to it, so it's not like you use it and you get tired of using it. But the main two things they do with it is that there's parts in the game where you'll have a puzzle and you have to move something, and they'll have a little image on the, the screen that, that uh, says, hey, you can stick your finger to the back touch, and we'll pop your finger into the world, and you can move items around using your <laughs> finger. And it is kind of funny because you put your finger there, and this virtual finger pops into the game. Oh, it's yeah. moving one to one with you, and all of a sudden your brain starts being like, "I know that's not my finger, but it, that's so my finger." Like, uh, <laughs> uh, and then also too, uh, you can't jump right away. It takes a while before you can get the jump ability, and so the only way you can jump and progress to the level is you'll be standing on top of a drum, and you basically pop back and it pops them up oh, like okay. they're standing on a drum and it, and at first it's like oh, okay that's kind of cool but when it gets later into it it actually there's some pretty intense moments where you're being chased by stuff and you got to move them quick and you know it's kind of like ah I'm tapping the back and I missed the back screen right. <laughs> you know, it's huge but it's 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 really neat it's really cute um I'd like to see where it's going to go and then they also uh but it, it's it's weird charming so if you liked a uh, little big planet it to me, it actually controls tighter because I, I didn't, I did not like the floating control, but a lot of people complain. I still like the game despite that because it was so cute mm-hmm. and you know just creative. Are um, there the same level of like collectibles and stuff like Little Big Planet had? Or? It's not as much because there isn't the custom creation stuff is still there, but it's not like whole levels. It's like you're you're creating, you're cutting paper crafts to make anything in the world. Like you can basically like anything you can draw with your finger, you can cut out and put. On your character, on other characters, oh, okay. and so you're collecting confetti as currency uh, to buy uh, pre-made stuff like eyes and hats and, and noses, uh, or you can just cut out your own. So, um, yeah. So I almost, you know, don't even use a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> I, but for some reason, that ADD in me or whatever, I just or the OCD in me, uh, I'm still trying to get all the confetti, even though I'm like, I have way more than I'll ever right. use, but I can't help myself. Cool. I'm definitely excited to check that out. That's something on my Christmas list, I guess, just because it came out in that weird time where I had so many other games I wanted to get. Like that was that's definitely a February game. I don't know why I came out on that day with everything else. When you turn that game off, you're smiling. Let's just put it that way. That's good. Anything else uh, worth mentioning? Oh, sure. <laughs> I I, know, I don't want this to run wrong. Uh, run long. Uh, oh, I do. I do like my PS3. It's just I mean my PS4. Uh, and I am playing Assassin's Creed on it, but you know it's that's something Assassin's I plan on starting this weekend for Game of the Year discussion. Yeah, and I played the first two, and but I played them in the same. I must played them back to back, and it was right. actually not probably when what was the was it Brotherhood or what was the one after Assassin's Creed Two? Brotherhood. 
when that one's coming out is when I actually picked up the first one and the second one. That's that's exactly what I did. And uh, I'll, first one was cool, but you know, kind of boring or got tedious. And then the second one was great, but I was burned out. And then, you know, reading reviews of the third one, I just skipped it. And I didn't think I was going to play the fourth one because I'm like, well, this is a whole other story. But I don't do a lot of open world games anymore because too much stuff to do. Too much not stuff to time. do. Not out of time. I think when I was playing Red Dead uh, Redemption. And I was about 30 hours into it, and I had barely cracked the story. And I was like, I, "This is my game the whole year if I keep up like this." Yeah. Like, you know. Um, but I had my PS4, and I needed a game, uh, so I got Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I I, I mean, love I, it. It's great. I played through all of those, and the third one was highly disappointing. I guess that's why I haven't jumped on the fourth one. And I hear good things about it. Uh, I mean, I hear being a pirate's great. Is being a pirate great? Yeah, I've only had the uh, my ship. For maybe the last hour and a half, two hours, probably like 20% or 15% of the way through. Uh, so I just put my crew together, uh, been on my boat maybe twice, and uh, it's been great so far. But from what I understand, there's a whole lot more to it mm-hmm. than what I've seen. So looking forward to it. You ought to pick up uh, Liberation on the Vita. I had that. Oh, yeah? I had that. But there was some... Uh, bug issue that i read about when i first got it where there people were saying you know there's this bug that they haven't dealt with and you know it's actually pretty high highly likely that you would hit it you know whatever so i i put it down and i never picked it up oh okay. i played the first few hours of that i got to like the swamp where like your yeah. dude was training you and that kind of stuff yeah it was kind of cool seeing new orleans really, yeah but you know that was about it but have you gotten to where because doesn't her storyline like tie into this i game? haven't seen that yet but it does supposedly okay. um gotcha but yeah, I really like it, but I barely scratched it. I so. just uh, I just beat a game, and that's going to be my next one on the list to, to go to. So I'll be starting that soon. So. Yeah, right now my problem is that uh, with the tuning systems and wanting to try everything, I got too many games. And then yeah. uh, with Steam sales and yeah. backlog, I just, yeah, right now I don't even know what my plan is. But <laughs> <laughs> um, And I, I mean, I got the Dead Rising and Forza, but I haven't touched them yet. And mm-hmm. um. Still, the other big, I guess, showpieces, right? Other exclusives on Xbox One. Honestly, if Dead Rising Three was on PS4, I would. Oh, I would actually say that. I mean, that was that's one I'm actually very excited about. I just I've kind of been like, you know, pacing myself, doing like, you know, one really long game like Assassin's Creed, and then playing some Peggle and some shorter stuff. So that's going to be my next one, and I'm pretty excited about it. They need a way to snap all your games into one game. Yeah, (laughs) then you could play them all at once and maybe mix up the game mechanics. That you know. Nintendo's trying to do that. We'll yeah, they are. They have. Later, we'll talk about but, later. Yeah. Cool. So which so so far starts some controversy. Which is, it sounds like you like one better than the other. Well, I mean, okay. So what what what, what, what you're the only one here that has both. So okay, what are your final. Well, thoughts I mean, this as of right now? again, I'm I'm probably not your your typical uh, hardcore gamer or whatever. But um, right now, my Xbox stays on all day, mm-hmm. and uh, there's more games. Uh, on it that I actually like, and then again I'm liking a lot of games that some people seem to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really not much on the PlayStation 4, uh, so I just haven't played it that much. Right. Um, I mean that's I pl- fair. Yeah, I, pl- oh, I I played Knack, and to tell you the truth, I was getting into Knack for a few days, and then uh, I kept on hearing people talk about uh, that there's all these like little sets of stuff you're gonna find in the treasure chests. And if you put a whole set together, it, it helps out. Or yeah. whatever. But I kept on hearing people say that you could finish the game and not complete one set. And then yeah. that iPhone app came out. That's what I was And I heard playing. you talking about yeah. that uh, cheat or little exploit yeah. coming last week. 
Um, so when that came out, before I heard you talk about it on the podcast, I actually, uh, it's like, oh, that, that was actually out um, before that came out. But I downloaded it and started messing with it, but I've had so many issues with it. What? Like, it won't let me sign in. That's so weird. And I wasted, I wasted so much time trying to, like, I actually, I have probably, like, 13 pieces of armor not doing the exploit, by the way. And I don't even like Bejeweled, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sitting there, you know, on the toilet or whatever, playing it. In the tub. In the tub, you know. <laughs> on the roof. I'm hiding behind the, uh, the staircase, you know, while my daughter's like, that, right. you know, and I'm playing. Leave me alone. I'm like, let me just get one one, one piece of armor. Anyways, oh and that that app and, and the inability for uh, me to sign in. and What are you using it on? Uh, iPhone. That's so weird. Yeah, I've downloaded it a bunch of times, and like it just it, the point being, like I had such a bad experience with that app that I almost was like, I'm it's turning off the I'm, game. Now. It turned me off the game, no and actually, I'm screen. like, you know, I have so much to play, I'm gonna come back to it. Um, and I love Resogun, but I can only play Resogun so much at a time. I like to play, you know, one round basically. After a while, your brain starts melting if right. you do that for too long, especially on the harder difficulties. It just gets ridiculous. So you know, I mean, I was playing I basically beat Rise, Loco Cycle, and uh. I've beaten Crimson Dragon, like kind of the first playthrough, but I'm still playing it. And uh, now that I'm kind of done with those, I'll, my PS4 will be on a lot more because I'm, I'm going to try to do nothing but Assassin's Creed for a while. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I like both machines. They both have a lot of potential. But you know, it's just it, who who cares about getting upset about one doing? I mean, there's such yeah. They're so early. I mean, like mm-hmm. if you look at where Xbox 360 was and where it went. Uh, less so for the PlayStation 3, because tell you the truth, like between the PlayStation 3 and the PS4, the iteration is like, you know, between 2006 to now is like basically almost like the same amount of iteration between like one fall update from Xbox with how different they jumped. Right. You know, the, it's basically the cross media bar, mm-hmm. but it's slightly arranged differently. Well, Sony does that. That's their thing. They have the cross media bar. They have their controller. It's right. going to look the same every time. I mean, that's just kind of Sony's The point stick. being is it's it's solid, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it works. It it's works. solid, right? But, you know, uh, but that doesn't really get me excited, whereas there's a lot of things that really bother me about the Xbox, but it's at least exciting to play with. Right. So, as far as, like, just a user interface, I'm having fun with the Xbox, even though there's some things that really frustrate me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sony one is just, it does what it's supposed to do. Um, but I definitely, you know, it's kind of fun having a next-gen system have something that actually seems new or different. Right. So um, a lot of work to do, but I think I, I think I like it. Well, yeah. I know I like it. But. And it's so hard to judge these systems a month out of launch when you go back and look at what the 360 or the PS3 was when you first turned it on eight years ago, seven years ago, and what it is today. Right. In five years, what are these systems going to look like now? And what are these reviews people put up in November 2013 going to reflect on that? So that's why well, some websites can just change their reviews. Yeah, later that's true. If they don't like the, the way they were. That's true. Yeah. Um, keep it on the pop cap kick, Steven, You've been playing Plants vs Zombies two. I have on Android actually, and they uh, they just patched that right, so now it's not as bullshit. I or... guess I didn't play it before, so I can't compare it. But okay, okay. well now playing it as of today. Because you, you like the first one a I lot, I love right? Plants vs. Zombies. I played it on uh, numerous formats, probably mostly on the Vita. Mm-hmm. That game works well with a touchscreen. I think I even owned it on the DS at one point. Um, and Plants vs. Zombies 2 is still Plants vs. Zombies, which is a good thing. Because mm-hmm. why mess with something that works? Um, one thing that I just don't like about it, and I guess there's no way around it, is... Um, it's constantly guiding you towards microtransactions. Right. You don't need to spend a dime you could play through the whole game without spending any real money 
but it does not let you go five minutes without knowing that you can. Best value. Best value. $100 is the best value because <laughs> you get 5,000 more coins if you spend $100. So What do these coins get you? The I have no idea. Or, okay. what the, what, I'm not buying anything with coins. I don't, I've got coins. I don't even know what I'm doing. Right. It's I, So when you're playing the game, when you're playing the, the actual Plants vs. Zombies mode, you can activate these uh, swipe abilities where if there's too many zombies on the screen, you can spend your in-game coins and you can flick the zombies off the screen. So, so you can just pay money and cheat. Yeah, but you also earn those coins as you play through the game. Of oh. course, as any kind of mobile game, it's faster to just pay. And I feel like when game designers take that route, that it's just an easier way to design your game. To mm -hmm. you know, we okay. So this level is probably too difficult for me at this point because there's so many zombies on the screen, and there's no way I can even get through the level without using that power with with, with me just putting plants down. So I have to I have to use the power. Yeah, I cannot beat it without it. Um, so it may take me two or three opportunities or tries to get through that level to get the coins built up. Which maybe it's only 20 extra minutes of gameplay, but there's no way I can get past that part of the game without using that power that wasn't in the first game. Right. And then when you beat a when you know when you beat a level, it takes you to a screen that says, "Hey, you should maybe try this Simpsons game that we've got," or you should, <laughs> or it'll tell you like, "Hey, you could buy this jalapeno plant for three dollars." And just every five minutes, it's just showing you you could buy this, you could buy that, you could buy this, you could buy that. I I would have rather just pay 20 bucks for the game and then just let me play the game. Right. I'm I'm not the only person that has that opinion, but I, at its core, I still enjoy it. It's still mm -hmm. Plants vs Zombies. Right. Um. There's a story. Who cares? Time travel. Sure. Right. There's a taco. He wants a taco. So the <laughs> the guy from the first game ate his taco. Crazy Steve. Whatever. Crazy is that his Dad. name? Does he have a name? Crazy Are there people? Dave. Crazy yes, Dave. It is Crazy Dave. So he ate his taco, and he decides he wants to go back in time so that he can enjoy his taco again. And he's created, or he's friends with, a time traveling Winnebago. <laughs> who kind of sounds like, like, um, like Portal, whatever. Glados, Glados, right? Because that's popular now. Yeah. Everything Lococycle included has Lo Lococycles. Right. Motorcycle sounds like they the, the snarky British computer lady voice. Yeah. So you've they got all your... short off in Lococycle. That's one of the Barbie's Dreamhouse but... Party kind of oh sort of tried God, to have that. that. We need to play. <laughs> mm. So you're friends with this time traveling Winnebago who's. I don't know, just there all the time talking to me. Mm -hmm. I just want to play the game. Um, and then there's there's occasionally your mini game modes, which the first game had. I don't really like those as much. I just want to play the actual plant your plants. Let them shoot I want to the... plant my plants. Because I just played I just played and rebeat the first one on my iPad when I got that, and that I loved it. Yeah, just like I loved it the first time on my iPod. But... If you like those kind of games, probably like this one. Just just ignore it when it keeps don't telling don't you pay them real money. Yeah, or do gonna, if you really love yeah, electronic arts. Do that. Cap. Yeah, it's just it's a way to speed it up, I guess. It's but, just. By know. the way, real quick, speaking of voices, uh, Lococycle has not only the the president of Trauma or Trauma, whatever it is, uh, Robert Patrick. Uh, T Terminator Two Term fame. Terminator Two fame <laughs> is the voice of the other sentient motorcycle. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the 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 uh, Hispanic. Uh, Mechanic is, I don't know if you ever watched Six Feet Under, but uh, he's one of the characters from Six Feet Under. And uh, who is the other is one? He oh, Dexter? James Gunn is in He's it. not Dexter from yeah. Six Feet Under? No, it's not Dexter. Okay, because he's the uh, same actor. Right? And James Gunn, uh, oh, cool. director of Slither, is one of the main characters. Not Peter Gunn. Now, James Gunn was originally married to Pam from The Office. That's right. So that's yeah. how she got her role in that movie, Slither, because she so. was his wife. <laughs> we all love all that. 
Yeah. Slither's really good. They should make a game out of that or something. <laughs> and he's directing Guardians of the Galaxy. You're right. Actually, so, I forgot about that. That is right. Yep. Starring he's a, he's a weird guy, and he fits perfectly into a twisted pixel game. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So I did play a lot of Plants vs. Zombies. It's it's just one of those games that's fun to pick up for a few minutes. Yeah. You know, I'm driving around. I got pulled over by a cop, and I have a few minutes to, to kill. play. <laughs> well, that's better. I thought you were going to say, I'm driving, and I just start playing. Well, that's why he pulled me over. <laughs> <laughs> so while I'm waiting for him to write the ticket, I can play on a level. Or you know, while I'm in line at Target... Checking out, I can play another level. I just whip out my touchpad and just keep playing. (laughs) So I am playing this on a web OS based uh, tablet that is modified with an Android operating system. Whoa! So it's not an Android tablet. You went to some links to play Plants vs Zombies. Oh yeah, like it's so much work. So I had this this non Android tablet modified with Android, whatever. I don't know what versions on there. It runs okay. It, does, it doesn't look as good as it would on an iPad, or it doesn't mm-hmm. run as good as it would on an iPhone. Oh, you don't play that game for its looks, though. I play Plants oh, vs. Yeah. Zombies for its looks. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. The animation, like you said about Peggle. That's true, that's true. The animation on Plants vs. Zombies 2 is pretty good. Like, really? they, they worked harder to get those little cutscenes looking better. <laughs> so. And then I guess the plants and the zombies look better, but... Ah, uh, who cares about those? And the, the environments are weird. You know, you're like in Egypt, or you're in... Pirate land. I, don't know. I guess I'm trying to break yeah. it up because last time I was like, they're in your front yard. Now they're in your backyard. Now you're on the roof. You're in, nice world. you're in Fireball. Yes. So I guess I'll keep playing that because what else am I going to do with my life? So Playing any other games besides that? Ah, what did I play? Um, Yeah, I played more Knack. So okay. I thought you beat that. Yeah, but I'm trying to beat it on a harder difficulty now. Have you already? Have you lapped me? Have you, are you past World 3 yet? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm past World 3. <laughs> on hard, and then I gotta Whoa. play it on extra hard. Whoa! Maybe you sh- I'm, I'm gonna get you another PS4 game for Christmas, so you can have two. No, I don't need any more games. That's, that's, <laughs> you only need one game per console, so <laughs> that's the rule. Yeah, I have an unopened copy of Steel Battalion for Connect. So wow! I just need to connect now, and that'll be my one game for that. It's amazing that's from the same people who did. <laughs> what? What? Who else? Uh, it's uh, from Software. Oh, from Software, the makers of my Game of the Generation, right. which we'll talk about later, yeah. not this episode. That's funny. Armored Core is my game of the generation. <laughs> Otogi. Otogi. This is actually a really good game. From Software. We, we should have a From Software episode. Just talk about their Just games. From Software. They got a crazy... Pedigree. Steel Battalion for Connect. We can talk about that for three hours. <laughs> so I don't think I played anything else this week. I played a little more Zelda. Still okay. really good. Rachel, you're still chipping away at that, right? Yeah, I'm still playing Zelda. Is there a way, like, can you count, like, I'm at five dungeons or... Well... I mean, yeah. How many? How many? How many? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, literally, you can. We're just gonna move on. I don't want to talk about Zelda anymore. <laughs> no, you can. I mean, you know, it's like how because you, you played Ocarina of Time, you know. Yeah. You you get the spiritual stones, so you've done three dungeons. So then you move on to saving all the seven sages, and then that's each. I played one Zelda game. I didn't know it was like that every single Zelda game. It's not, though. It's not like that every single Zelda game. But that's how you keep track. You're like, oh, I have. So how many sages have you saved? One. How many sages have you saved, Steven? Two. Okay. Okay. Nice. Cool. I got a third Pokemon badge. How exciting is that? Woo-hoo. I have one badge. Should, you should get the second one. No. Well, that's true. The trek from one to two was pretty pretty terrible. I traded my 3DS for my Vita. Oh, <laughs> you don't have a 3DS anymore? Mm-mm. Wow. How will you play the next Layton game? Well, you, 
<laughs> that was a serious question. I don't know what it's laughing at me for. Well, you know, you I guess... You uh, brothers on your iOS device. Again, again, you know, like, uh, with the Wii U and, and the 3DS, I definitely... What do you think of the Wii U? How are you enjoying Nintendo that? Nintendo hater. I'm not. I, Man, the best games but I are definitely, on the Wii U uh, right now, aren't they? I'm at a disconnect with, with Nintendo, though, right now. Like, not like, you know, I have any problem with them, you know, personally. Yeah, yeah, but, like, and trust me, like, you know, Mario Galaxy... Was one of my favorite so if they made a Galaxy lot. Three, no, I mean would I would come love to, to have the new Mario. Yeah, like, that's a, that would probably be in my game of the year discussion. Um, but uh, that stuff didn't come around, so I'd already made up my mind where I was going. And you know, with the Wii, I just I got that I got the Wii and really did not get much out of it. Do you so. want to borrow my copies of the Trauma Center games on the Wii? I think you're just missing the right Yeah, games. probably so. But You punked down four and $500 for machines with no games, when you can only drop only $300 Whoa. and it comes with two games. Only 300 with two games? Two games. That's yeah. great value. Well, uh, Best value. What were the two <laughs> the games again? Value. I don't know, Mario. New Super Mario Bros. U and, and, and see, Luigi I, U. I didn't, I, for some reason, I love womp, Mario womp, 3 and... Womp, you know, womp. Mario World, but for some reason I, I really wasn't feeling the new Super Mario. Yeah, uh, but I, I love the 3D one on the uh, 3DS. Get the Zelda bundle. But you can buy, yeah, the Wind Waker. The Wind Waker HD. bundle. I would love that, but I would not play it again for right now. Like, I actually, I'm not. We're not gonna get into it, but uh, the one time I got kicked out of the store by our boss. Oh yeah, you got kicked out. <laughs> I got kicked out. You were like, go. You must go because, now. Because uh, me and uh, the boss of the owner of the entire GameWare store, not me, got in a heated <laughs> argument because back then there was one store. And he worked all time. Like yeah. he worked Monday through Friday. Stood there and eating his eggs. It was either me or Jack or Steven working Standing there, there next to him. half the day with him, and then closing out at night while he I went home. Heard the closing shift because I could like be loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, for some reason, me and uh, our boss would always get in these like you know political political discussions, discussions or or just like philosophical discussions, and it helped the time go by. But uh, one time we got into a discussion about the new graphics for Wind Waker, and I argued that. It was beautiful, and I said, and, and back then it actually kind of got hit for not being like mature. Two thousand three, and uh, I mean, I don't want to be like, er, but <laughs> I, I said I think this one is going to look beautiful down the road. When if you look at like PlayStation One games right now, they look ugly, but back then they're like oh state of the art. But they just don't hold up as well as like two D pixel. I have my hipster so, glasses in the other room. Yeah, I know. I know. For well, you. anyway, so I'm not. Well, regardless of, of, of my <laughs> angle, I, I told him I thought those were amazing graphics, and it was. Artful and stuff, and he thought I was crazy, and so we got into this heated discussion. I, told you to I said, I, I told my boss, I, I, I said a bad word to him, I think, or something. What? And, and he, uh, yeah, well, because he kept on saying that my uh, opinion was not right, oh. and I was like, art is not, you can't, you know, you can't tell me what I think is beautiful. You know, yeah. it was one of these stupid things, and uh, so I, I actually said a cuss oh. word, saying, don't. Don't F and F tell, and tell me, me what I what think I is see. yeah yeah uh, what I think is great looking and so uh, he uh, he said yeah you need I to, think you should go you should I go think you should chill on. I think you should leave before you say something and he's the nicest dude in the world I'm surprised so, you still have the job after that well that's he's the nicest guy in the world so uh, <laughs> and you were right the whole time well yeah but because I, I we all but, agree that stylized graphics yeah are gonna look better I love when I actually I never finished it. I, I loved it, but when you had to start collecting Triforce pieces, at some point I got burned out and quit doing it. But yeah, uh, Rachel was telling me about that. Yeah. So I'm glad they remade it. Glad a new generation gets to play it, like uh, me, who didn't have a GameCube growing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great, but I, I wouldn't play it. I would probably try to get it to collect it, but no. Nah. 
So, anyways, uh, yeah. So there's definitely moments where I'm jealous. Uh, and oh, I wish I had the Wii U, and I wish I had the 3DS. But the fact is, um, I love my Vita because mm-hmm. really, other than very few AAA games, uh, I play a lot of indie stuff, and that is like the Vita indie is machine. like indie machine. Uh, just this week, and I'm okay it's with crazy. That. Like, and uh, granted, all Were these games have come out for other things this week. Uh, well, Mutant Muds came out, which I know you guys have had, but uh, on 3DS, uh, yeah. on, on 3DS and stuff like that. Uh, Mutant Muds and uh, Terraria, which I purposely had skipped on the consoles because I thought it was on console too. Yeah, 360. It's on 360. I have it on Steam. Yeah. And uh oh, and, and Bit Trip Runner, which yeah. I also purposely it was on PS so it, Plus this year too. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. That game narrate Bit Trip Runner two, narrated by Charles Martinet. As himself, the voice of Mario. <laughs> like funny. when you start playing the game, he's like, "I'm Charles Martinet." It's a me, you're Charles. Okay. And 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 I don't know when it's coming out, but uh, Fez will be on it this year, and I've already beaten Fez so many times. Is that coming to Vita? And I own it on PC and 360, and I will own it on on my Vita, and I will probably like fall asleep playing it every night. How do you feel about Phil Fish freaking out and throwing a tantrum on the internet and canceling Fez too? You don't want to get me started on <laughs> my opinion of Phil Fish and the internet and Twitter <laughs> and stuff like that because I have a very strong opinion on all that. And uh <laughs> Phil Fish is a I would say he's a jerk and he has it coming to him, but I have a feeling that uh there's been some pretty interesting articles and I'd even read a book on uh geniuses and really smart people who are almost like on the uh spectrum of a uh, uh I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank, but um, like Temple Grandin, what what's uh autistic? Like yeah. Aspergers. Yeah, like like people who who aren't social. They don't creatures. have a filter. They don't have a filter, mind. and and I think some of the great and there's this uh great uh there's a couple good books and some great uh articles written about the idea of uh, of genius and art artists being mad and like you know uh, not being able to relate, and that's why their art is so good. And I really think people like Phil Fish and uh, Jonathan Blow and stuff like Cliff that. Cliff Lazinski? Uh, no. <laughs> he's yeah. just a, not, not at all. Yeah. genius. No, he's Jazz Jackrabbit. Have you seen his guns, though? He's got some guns. Yeah, well, we hang out, you know, yeah. me and Cliff. Yeah, I've heard the stories. So. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, I fully understand why people get upset uh, and they think he's, uh, you know, bashing his fans, which is not true. If you follow the, the full run of all those things, uh, I think it's all taken out of context, but uh, but I think if you were to go back and like you, you read about people like Hemingway or people who just were crazy, if they and had the Twitter, their, their 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 career would have been yeah, over. Right. Like you know, some of our greatest works of art, not to get all like games are art or whatever, but uh, well, they are. But, well, games are art. Yeah, but like yeah. to get into like you know trying to like justify our favorite medium, you know, as like something special, whatever. Uh, I think we would have lost out on some great stuff because you know people famous authors that are feeling that they need to get out there on Twitter and then all of a sudden being like, okay, I can't, I can't, I don't have to filter to be likable or whatever. Right. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Phil Fish, especially if you watch any game, the movie, that dude is high strong <laughs> and he's super smart. And I just, I, I don't think he can relate to anybody. And mm-hmm. so I think he's a very emotional dude and his game is everything to him. And it's his whole life he's been working on. So I think, uh, you know, sometimes he overreacts and says things. But anyways, the the point being is, I say go Phil Fish and hope he comes <laughs> back. And you know, I definitely, uh, 
I'm not gonna get on a message board and argue against people arguing against them. <laughs> but you know, I think it's just like people need to chill out. Well, you show me your notebook. It's like 20 pages of Fez notes. Yeah, this translations is, uh, the notebook and... I had to uh, that I took notes for what I was gonna say today or things I want to bring up is actually my Fez notebook. And so there's yeah a whole bunch of uh, crazy notes and uh, playing Fez when it first came out on the 360s, uh, definitely the highlight. Uh, my favorite experience ever gaming. It's impressive. I've heard that, so I know who to call whenever I decide to play that. I mean, it's impossible. I, I mean, like, I literally told myself I wasn't going to cheat, and some of those abstract puzzles are so insane. Uh, there's no way. There's no way. And the people who actually did it without the help of the internet. Crazy people. Uh, it's insane. Uh, you could just get it, any message board where people are hardcore into it, and it's like reading, like, uh, engineer speak it's it's ridiculous <laughs> cool. so anyways wow. uh rachel and i yeah beat a game that came out six years ago finally super mario galaxy where was i in 2007 and why did no one tell me how good this game was you playing like uh i don't know call of duty maybe not i think i was Probably, actually yeah. call of duty 4 that was a good hit. one yeah nice yeah. but um that game was phenomenal um i know that's old news <laughs> And anything, any praises I give have already been said, but I really enjoyed that game a lot. The things they did, even like the random one-off levels where you do it and then it never comes up again, just made That's it like what's so great about made that, series, yeah, made it so special. And I'm, games. I'm really excited to move on to two, but right now we're actually jumped ahead. We're playing through 3D World together. Mm -hmm. I know we played it the four of us uh, last last month when it came out. Now I'm jealous, yeah. but uh, yeah, Rachel and I are playing through that. <laughs> um, we haven't killed each other yet. We almost killed each other when we tried playing through New it Super Mario Brothers U. It's because you listen to that terrible music. And it just fills <laughs> you with rage. It just sits you on edge. <laughs> it is the worst. But 2D platformers don't work with two people trying right. to jump over each other on the same screen. And that's alleviated some with 3D World. It's just yeah. the, the, the worlds are a little too big. And you can't really explore much because if you space out too much, the camera only follows one person, and that's kind of a bummer. I hate that. That's yeah. why I stopped playing the Smash Brothers mini game and right. off roll. So mm -hmm. some space in the series, just the camera. I, I literally got sick. I yeah. mean, if they would have split the camera like Lego Marvel, that would have been worse. Yeah, in my opinion. But but I mean, it's really fun. That team it just makes phenomenal stuff. It's just I played 3D Land and loved it. I think that was actually like the first Mario game I played through all the way to completion and all the secret levels and then going to galaxy and that blowing me away and jumping to 3d world i mean it's really good but like man it doesn't compare to galaxy at least not yet we're only in like the third world i yeah, think we so we still got ways to go and 3d land didn't open up until you hit those special stages yeah you had to beat the game before it actually started. so we're trying to make sure we find all three stars and the stamp and gold flag every level before we go on so you know really enjoying that and then I've been, like I said, playing catch-up for Game of the Year since we're now off of our quote-unquote real job, and I have time to do things. But I played, to start things off, I played the Saints Row 4, the second DLC, uh, How the Saints Stole Christmas. Or saved? How or the Saints... Did they save, steal it or save it? They saved okay. it. How the Saints Saved Christmas. I'm sorry. And you can never trust the Saints. That's man. it. I was really excited for that, and that was like the main reason I bought the season pass, and I just saw that year. thing. But it was only like an hour long. Oh. Like, do not buy that game for five expansion DLC for five ten dollars. But it it was all right. The story was zany as typical Saints fashion. Like, Robot Shandy comes back from the future because like Santa Claus is killing people and destroyed the spirit of Christmas. So she comes back in time to save them. 
And of course, the boss, you know, your character who hates Christmas is like, well, why do I have to do this? Why didn't you go back further in time and like stop all this stuff from happening? So you go through that and you try to like kill like angry robot Santa, like the Futurama already. Yeah, that's from Futurama. But there's a lot of like Christmas story references and a lot of like other Christmas movie references and a Back to the Future reference. No Die Hard. Home Alone. Oh, sweet. No Home Alone. Oh. Well, it's mainly a Christmas story, so hopefully, hopefully you watch Christmas Story and like it. I've seen it once, I think. <laughs> on TV once. Yeah, so uh, the TBS. The, I think so. Or the sequel's TNT. really good. Yeah. Yeah, we need to watch that together. Actually, have you uh, ever watched? Uh, we I have it on Blu-ray and DVD, and I actually watched the uh, the Christmas Story uh, like behind the scenes stuff, and they actually uh, had like a whatever. 30-year retrospective with all the people who are still alive or whatever. Oh, and wow. the redhead that, uh, you know, is the bully. Oh, yeah. He was in yeah. Postal. He's still, he's still uh, a scary ginger. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> in, no offense to gingers, but you know what I mean. He was like, in the Postal movie. He's the main character. They made a movie based on Postal. Yeah. He's in it. I don't he's, know if I just waited too long to watch that movie or was so overhyped that there was no coming back, but I did not enjoy uh, Christmas Like stories. going Postal? Like the game Postal. Oh. Yeah. I thought the, you meant like the, movie. Like the well, expression. Well, in the game, you go postal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you're even a, I don't know. I, for Christmas movies, I was excited to watch Reindeer Games, and that is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I was disappointed in that. So it, it was okay. It had its funny moments, but it was so short. It was three little missions. It's probably less than an hour. That and definitely should, I would say, yeah. No, I was going to say that they, Saints Row as a franchise, well, in the past two games, the, the DLC just seems to be really miss yeah not hit or miss just miss right. yeah so, so i don't know i've learned my lesson i know everybody else learned their lesson for the well, saints row 3 pack but i learned my lesson now that's definitely like uh well, what if saints row 5 has dlc won't you at least try that <laughs> might, i might wait i won't buy the season pass i'll just wait President? and see what it said season uh, pass like 15 hours well it's next gen so 30 yeah that they, shows you where i'm at in my headspace because when you said you know, it's, it's it's Saints Row, and it's only an hour, and I'm like, oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> like, like people, best expansion. Like, if you go on the uh, Steam message boards for Gone Home, and people are just like, you see, the people love it, and then 50 percent people are like, I can't believe I just paid 20 bucks for two hours. Yeah, and I'm like, 20 bucks for two hours is just like the best game for I me can't in my life right now. <laughs> 20 That's bucks true. for two hours. That's, That's how I kind of feel. Game. Like, since I'm trying to play this game of the year catch up, I'm like, God, this is a 40 hour game. Like, I'm not supposed to do. I much appreciate shorter experiences lately. I, I would pay uh, $1 million. I mean, like, obviously when I was, you know, working at a retail store or whatever, uh, money was a lot bigger issue. But for me now, it's, it's about quality experience, and I'll pay whatever. Time. I don't know if I'd pay 200 bucks for flour. Would you pay $200 for flour? I don't think I would. Uh, <laughs> it's worth $200. But I might play, uh, you know, a lot, lot, maybe less than 100 but I'd pay a lot for Play Journey. Yeah, I need uh, to play. It. I haven't played it. So you haven't played Journey. I'm waiting for it to come out on PS4. Okay. Duh. Duh. Oh, Next gen. Ooh, Vita. That'd be fun. That'd be but cool. I, Game Boy Advance. Yeah. You can use the printer. Yeah. <laughs> well, a Game Boy Color. Right? Well, Game the Game Boy yeah. Color camera should work on a Game Boy Advance. It's true. It definitely would. So. But yeah, I did start going home. Uh, that game. I didn't want to stop playing that. Actually, how far are you into it? Hour one or hour two? Uh, hour one. I played about 45 minutes. All I right. explored all the rooms on the downstairs of the house. Yeah. And I walked up the stairs mm-hmm. and I saved. But, like, I don't know if that game's intentionally supposed to be trying to creepy. It is. But it is. 
Like you'd be reading a note and you hear like the floor creak or like the the, the windows move or the you know thunder hits and the. I scared you earlier. Yeah, my headphones are open ear headphones, so I was hearing the in-game stuff, reading a note, and she was calling to me from across the house. And I and I thought it was in the game. I like they said my name. I was like freaking out and. Yeah, it was Rachel. Well, yeah, like uh, having become such a huge fan of of, of indie experiences, uh, and since no websites really talk about it, like none of the major ones do, my uh, number one uh, number one way of getting like what indie games such a tryout is following indie developers on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, I also follow the Idle Thumbs guys, and they are good friends with the guy who made Gone Home. Gone and, Home won the Spike VGX yeah, for best indie title. I think. I think. It's, over Madden, over Madden. I think it's an, it's importance for what it's trying to do narratively mm-hmm. is going to carry a lot of weight. Such as, I mean, very similar to how I think Walking Dead, yeah, uh, got a lot of love and a lot of Game of the Year stuff. But you know, your average gamer may not really necessarily click with it. Because I also started playing Brothers because I've heard great things about that. I played about an hour of that, and then I realized I wasn't going to beat it by the time we recorded, so I switched over to Gone Home. And I actually want to go back and finish Gone Home before I. Play more brothers. Brothers does some, brothers is cool. It does some interesting things, but you haven't seen. Well, okay. I where am really I really want to play brothers. Uh, yeah, I, I could talk uh, at length, but you can't. The problem is you can't talk about brothers. That's what a lot of people are saying. Because and 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 I already fear that uh, by hyping it up or the hype and love it's got. When I played it, I got it pretty quickly when it came out, and the only person that I saw really. Uh, preaching about it was uh, I think Justin McRoy at Polygon, uh, and he was like tweeting and saying, you know, this could be a very important game. And then I played it, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, more press outlets were talking about it. And I just hope, you know, that people aren't anticipating what it's going to be, or like some shock ending, some Shyamalan mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it's 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 not that, but I mean, it. I think uh, hopefully it will be recognized. Uh, in the Pantheon for doing something that no other game has really done, at least for me. I mean, it definitely far, does some interesting things with this puzzle. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, I, I, but I really think like ten years from now, especially now that you're seeing all these like stories about like you know museums having games and stuff like that, I think uh, this is going to be the one, one of the ones that should be studied for separating the game games from movies and books and stuff because it does something and it evokes emotion and puts something together. That really only a game could do, and a book could not do it. Um, so it's it's hard to it sucks that we can't talk about it, but you would ruin. Maybe maybe that's why a very magical moment. I've heard a lot of stuff, exact that exact thing about it's brothers and and gone home. I heard a, a lot of mixed things, and I was thinking more highly of brothers than gone home. So when I started playing gone home, I was like, this is fascinating, mm-hmm. like what it does. So. And, well, see the thing with gone uh, brothers is that I think they both have uh, very strong endings, and they both hits you and they both have a story and it's emotional but brothers also actually is pretty fun to play mm-hmm. where it's gone home it's just walk around it's walking around and reading stuff. reading journal entries and stuff and uh and i actually really like that um when i was saying that i had actually started following steve gainer the guy who does who, who made gone home whenever the idle thumb guy said hey you know our friend who worked on uh what was the bioshock 2 uh, Minerva's Den, yeah. right, which was like one of my favorite things from the Bioshock universe. And uh, and so they were like, yeah, you know, for about six months they're saying, oh, Steve Gainer's working on a narrative, you know, story or whatever that's kind of like Minerva's Den without the combat. 
I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah, I was like, that's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so I was, you know, uh, pretty excited about that. Um, but I could see why a lot of people would be not into that. And they're, I mean, they're both two, maybe three hour experiences. So a lot of people are, I guess, upset you're paying twenty bucks. Yeah, for sure. that. Right, right. But now's a good time to get a Steam sales going on. So if you're interested in it, yeah. like, I mean, it's a lot cheaper. So. Yeah, you can pick that game up. You know, I mean, Steam has it on sale like <laughs> seems like every other month. You know. Yeah. And then on the exact opposite side of that, I just beat Grand Theft Auto V finally, and I know a lot of people I mean, on the show that's not really their thing, but I I don't I don't know I loved it, I thought it was great. I I don't know I just open world games. Yeah exactly. I I guess fun. You can't you can't argue that Rockstar does the open world almost as better as better as everyone else. Uh, just in terms of how alive the city feels, the attention to detail they do in their worlds, how big the city of Los Santos and all the surrounding areas. I mean, I just thought it was great. And maybe it's because I've been to Los Angeles a few times for E3, but I could like pick out and notice places I've been to. Hell, I took a, I took her to the Zelda Symphony at the Greek Theater yeah. up on the like on the hill, and I you could go to that in the game. I took a picture. I'm like, this is our seat at the Zelda Symphony. <laughs> That's I don't know. pretty cool. That was cool. I really liked it. And then um, I probably played through about half of The Last of Us. I started that in the summertime and kind of quit playing it. So I restarted it because I couldn't get past the combat. But I, I think I'm finally starting to get the hang of it. You clicked. Yeah, clicked. It's, it, it's still I can only I can only play that in bursts because it it's a little intense. That's and, exactly. And you do die a yeah, lot. It's, and it's really frustrating. That's that's the same with me. I could only play it. In like one hour, hour and a half sessions, mm-hmm. because it was just too much. Yeah, and the narrative already's done this couple of things like kick you in the heart. But uh, I'll play more of that and see what everybody's hype is. It's still not grabbed me like it has everyone else. Maybe I'm just not there yet, and I'll figure it out. So that's it. And there's a few other games. I have a whole list of games written on my fridge that I want to play before game of the year next week. So I'll try to hopefully get through those this next weekend. But um, anybody else been playing anything? Major beat, beat my high score in Burger Time. Yeah, nice. so stepping know. on those burger patties. I ate a burger. I will Ooh, say I'm sad to not hear any more about Zombies Ate Your Neighbors because oh uh, yeah, I was impressed because I actually bought that on the Genesis when it first came out, and I thought it was cool, but I couldn't do anything with it. It's hard. I'm gonna need a game genie. I I, I hate resorting to that kind of stuff, but I'm I'm. It is insane how difficult that game is. That would be a perfect so, iOS game because you die really so much. And hey, just pay a dollar more for <laughs> this thing. Yeah. It helps. Turn yeah. into a werewolf longer. Or get monster potions. More monster potions. Mi- microtransactions. Potion. Yeah. You should get on this. Putting that in the think tank. Yeah. Here. Save it. Yeah. yeah. So don't steal that idea from us guys listening. Yep. All right, let's take our break. We'll come back on the other side with news and emails, and maybe Rachel will stay awake. So stick around, Gameware Express. We'll be right back.
love a little Christmas music this time of the year. Love picking my break music. I usually pick it in terms of what kind of we talked about this relevant, but this time I went with Christmas music. So. That was really good Christmas music. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to download it on my phone right now. You should do that. I will. So, um, news, Steve. News. Oh, man, there's so much news this week. There um, is. Because Nintendo Direct. Right? Yeah. There's That's a Nintendo Direct on, what was that, Tuesday? Yeah, that's Wednesday? like E3, basically, for Nintendo fans. So, yeah. Scott, tell us all about that. You know what's so funny is because <laughs> when I started, <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. Because uh, uh, I used to, even after I quit working game retail and I had a kid and my time was, you know, became limited, I still devoured every major like news thing, like read all the websites and stuff. All and Reggie's tweets. Now I'm to the point now where I'm like, well, Nintendo's not a part of my daily life. So I've uh, seen nothing but the headlines from Nintendo Direct, and there's nothing better than seeing Nintendo announcements and not having any context for them. <laughs> because, like, you know, if you get a, a, a Microsoft or a Sony announcement, it's just like, you know, brutal game, God of War, you know, coming out, whatever, blah. Nintendo is just like, what the hell? We've remixed all of our NES games into one like, game. What? <laughs> Zelda Dynasty <Dynasty> Warriors. <laughs> Yep. And I'm like, Pikmin uh, Monopoly. It's almost, no. it's almost like I don't want to find out the truth because in my head it's just way better. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, explain to me what uh, was announced at this Nintendo. Well, game. I think the big announcement was a brand new Zelda game for 2014. That's right. Coming to Wii U. Coming to your Wii U. But and as Awada made clear, it is not the Zelda game you're expecting. Exactly. So they've taken the tried and true Dynasty Warriors <laughs> gameplay we all love from. All of those games that we all own, and they've added uh, the Zelda skins. So now we don't know if you could be more than just Link, but you're Link, and there's a hundred things on the screen, and you have to beat them up, I guess, because that's what you do in Dynasty Warriors. Well, I love the the, uh, the the Wii Archery game, so I hope it's as good as that. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be just as good as that. <laughs> where does that fall in the canon? Like, right. I, I, I'm curious where Hyrule Warriors is going, but where does Link it's crossbow training fall in the canon? Five timeline? years after Link to the Past. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's exactly years. <laughs> yeah, that looks very, very interesting. And it's funny because everyone always shits on the Dynasty Warriors name, but now everybody's like, Zelda, oh my god! I know a lot of people that like those, but they admit it's a guilty pleasure. Right. So they know it's not the best game it's in the world. You know, I mean, it's like you, you're invested in that stuff or not. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, as a non-Wii U owner who... Uh, it would you know take something special to kind of pull me in there, like this game. Like well, this, no, the bundle coming soon. What I'm gonna <laughs> ask is, uh, I would assume if uh, Retro was working on something, it would be a Metroid because that would make me buy a Wii U. Well, Retro, Retro has is that? Been, I would assume that was announced if they were doing anything. No, they they've been working on Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which is coming out. Uh, it, that's coming out. Didn't February. they just do it, Donkey Kong? <laughs> that was like three years ago. That was on the Wii. This yeah. is the new one. This well, is the I, new I, one. I and it could be Cranky Kong. Hello. Hop around a pogo stick like Scrooge McDuck. Can, yeah. I, get can, I, can I get an old school Metroid or Prime? Uh, do you really <sighs> want another Metroid game right now? Why don't you just play it's... Super Metroid on your... It was oh, wait, only 50 cents. It's a virtual console game. It was 50 cents, right? Yeah. yeah. Dollar fifty. I think. Honestly, I'm kind of worried if they made a Metroid game now. That it would have that problem that a lot of the Nintendo games have had lately, where it just tells you like how to play the game while True. you're trying to play it. True that. It's really starting to annoy me. Every game I've played from Nintendo lately has had. I guess it's all right because there's just a billion amazing indie games that are Metroidvanias now. That's true. But say Shadow Complex proves you can make a a Metroid style Rogue game. Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of like uh, it. Yeah, I would say the Rogue. 
probably has a stronger element than the Metroidvania, but uh, uh, one of my favorite games, top ten games of the year, not my top five, is Guacamelee. Yeah, I was about oh, to say, I hope you say Guacamelee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a you lot of that there's a lot of great. good ones. So, I guess so, I'm okay in that department. But the combination of a Metroidvania style of game with the cold, sterile isolation of, especially the first Metroid, having the little beep boop music in the beginning, oh, like yeah. the, the eerie music, the first time you step off and you realize you can go left or right. Yeah, uh, There's something about that that I don't think all the the, uh, the Metroidvania games that come out from the, the indie group, it's uh, they're all just kind of cute or you know colorful. I kind of want that like despair. Yeah, like Dead Space meets Metroidvania. Yeah, <laughs> well, they mean, should make a Dead Space game like that. Yeah, I mean Shadow Complex was like more over the top action, so that was right. good. But Uncharted. I'm talking like, and and I'll I'll bring up a game later when whenever we're ending. It's one of my favorite games of the year that uh does what I wish Metroid would do as far as atmosphere, but that's later. Uh, what else did they announce? Um, some release dates. Well, not really. Like Yoshi's New Islands coming out in spring and well February, right? Yeah, February. Yeah. That's right. Um, Kirby Triple Deluxe, that side-scrolling Kirby game next year. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, February 21st. Bravely Default's coming out on your 3DS on February 7th with microtransactions. And a demo sooner than that. Yeah, the demo's January 2nd, and it's a side story, so you don't have to play it and then replay it when the game comes out. So that's kind of cool. And your progress kind of funnels into the final yeah. game. So. Um, golf came out on Wii Sports Club, so you can get your HD golf in. Put your gamepad on the floor. Don't step on. Make sure to use your wrist strap because you yeah. could break your television. Yeah. Happened so, to me. Yeah. Did it really? It did. Yeah. My uh. Not he didn't do it. Oh, okay. My my niece. Uh, my first uh, high definition television was maybe like four or five years ago, and I had it for just two months after lobbying to get approval from my wife yeah, <laughs> to get that. a very nice uh, Sony uh, LCD, and it was awesome and amazing and i had it for two months and christmas of that year which was i guess 09 or 10 uh my niece got i love her to death but uh, <laughs> uh she's all grown up now but uh she uh her and my nephew excused themselves from the dinner table on christmas <laughs> eve because they wanted to continue their uh bowling or archery or whatever it was on the week and uh next thing i know uh i'm sticking food in my mouth and i hear Oh. So yeah, it happens. Like that's, I used to that's, think it was that's like, your grudge against Nintendo now, right? Yeah, well, that, yeah. I used to think I used to think that it was BS because working at GameWare and GameStop for a lot of period of time, uh, you would hear parents come in like, "I hear everyone breaks their TV with the Wii," and I'm like, "It's just like one person ever. <laughs> it's all overblown." And it was you actually. And then, like also. I said, you know, someone put it up on YouTube, and so everyone thinks it happens all the time. I've never heard of it. And then sure enough, that was uh the fate you know <laughs> that that would happen to me so it happens and then if you're one of like the 12 people who bought sonic lost world you can now <laughs> get a free zone that looks like yoshi's island yeah that's that's a thing that's weird and they hinted that there may be more content coming to sonic more crossovers did, did you catch what the hint was uh, Zelda? no really yeah i don't know how that's gonna work that's weird it's gonna be top down and you That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, there's that Mario level in Mario 3D Land in World 5 that was, like, Zelda level. Yeah. So, right. whatever. Um, 
we talked about it earlier nes remix remix they're like taking all your classic nintendo titles and just like mixing them all up yeah like you can play donkey kong but instead of being you know jump man record scratch you your link your link they should put the record scratch sound in every part of that game <laughs> it shows you as the game you know the game as it was and then record scratch and then all of a sudden it's different yep uh dr luigi is a thing we talked about that actually privately yeah it plays like dr mario but all the pills are two pills and shaped like an l i think we both agreed that if luigi was your doctor that you should probably seek a second opinion probably you said he got his what like doctor from like a a a mall kiosk i I said that he luigi probably bought his medical license from a kiosk at the mall yeah so that comes out on new year's eve so get ready for that hey I, i guess if you don't have plans for the new year's you could hang out with dr luigi and he will uh, show you a good time That's it. with his pills. Uh, all you Pokemon fans out there, the Pokemon Bank starts on 27th of December. Yeah, so you can transfer your Pokemon from Gen 5 into Gen 6. Scott, do you know what this Pokemon Bank is? We've talked about it on the show. <laughs> uh, so it's five, I, think, I think I must have glazed over when you were it's talking like a, about no, that. It's $5 a year for uh, digital storage of your Pokemon. 30-day uh, free trial. And if you did, you did you mention Celebi? Yeah, about to okay, say. And yeah. if you use it, even during the free trial, by September 30th of 2014, you get a free Celebi. Gen two. Oh my. How does that make you feel, Scott? Free Celebi. Gen two. Uh, I don't know what language you're speaking, but I will say <laughs> that uh, it does make me think of something that I could talk about. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I just wanted to mention uh, uh, that uh, there were times during Crimson Dragon for the Xbox One. <laughs> That, because uh, it is a little different than Panzer Dragoon, uh, but it reminded me of like, oh, how can I explain this? And it's actually like got a little Pokemon Snap in there. That's cool. So you have to take pictures of your. Dragons. I mean, it's a stretch, but like I, I thought about. Well, I'm not gonna get into it, but like you know, you're just you're grinding and you're. It's, it's got some RPG elements, but you're actually uh, flying through the same routine on your dragon, which is like Panzer Dragoon. Uh, but there are times when there's like rare creatures. That you don't take a picture of, but you have to shoot them with to your lasers them. to Kill collect them. their DNA. That's but like, brutal. You, I mean, they may not show up every time, but it, it kind of reminds me, not that I play Pokemon Snap a lot, but, you know. Why don't bit. you? What is wrong you know, with you? But it, you know, it kind of reminded me of that. So anyways, um, just like uh, Rise reminded me of Virtual Fighter. Yeah. What? <laughs> you didn't talk about that earlier. Yeah, I got a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> better cap it. <laughs> and then uh, they finished off with what we thought was a new trailer for Mario Kart 8, which had Kirby... Kirby in Mario Kart. ...was gliding in on his, like, Warp Star, like, Kirby Air Ride style on Rainbow Road. But then the record scratch... And it turned out to be a Smash Brothers trailer. And that was the most disappointed I've ever been in a Super Smash Brothers trailer, because... But Rosalina from Mario Galaxy is now a playable character in Super Smash Brothers. How does that make you feel? Yes, Scott. What do you think about Rosalina coming to Smash Brothers? I can't talk about Mario... Cart or uh, Smash Brothers, but man, Samurai Gun and Angry Birds Go. Let me talk about this. <laughs> nice. uh, I, you know, you know, it's funny. Is like uh, I love I love Nintendo, but I I really do love like Zelda, Mario, Metroid, and you'd love the Wii U. I could take away, I could take or leave a lot of the periphery characters. Like I don't get excited about Peach or Toadstool or Mock Rider, uh, and so I don't, you know, Queen Bee. Queen Bee. That's not the stuff. I I, I like the colorful world. So you know. I, and, and things like that, but the, the characters themselves, I'm like, whatever, you know, it's cool, I, you know. So, if, unless it's Mario or Zelda, I don't have an opinion. Are you a Smash head? 
I've never. Well, I don't do fighting games, so okay. it's more uh, like a party game. <laughs> I don't do any like I don't do Multiple, anything competitive no because I'm actually a pretty competitive person, and uh, when it got to the point where everyone I knew or random people on the internet uh, were playing games a lot more than I was, and I couldn't even like be competitive. I don't have to win. I just want to be competitive. Uh, I realized that competitive gaming. I just do. If anything, I'll do co-op. You can ask. Steven. I think Scott's competitive career peaked at uh, Asteroids. Bomberman. Oh, Bomberman. I was going to say Asteroids. Well, Asteroids against our boss. Right. And we had the Asteroids Arcade, <laughs> we had which arcade uh, Asteroids. I don't know who came out overall better. Because he, he, he got upset. He was real upset. And then People think we probably hate each other, but because you know, we've only talked about our boss twice. <laughs> and both times he was mad at me, but... Um, no, but yeah, yeah, the Asteroids was fun. That was a fun... Uh, but Bomberman is where it's... Uh, yeah, actually... Uh, my uh, ringtone, one of my ringtones is uh, from Saturn Bomberman, my favorite Bomberman game of all time. The best Bomberman. It is the best Bomberman. Uh, <laughs> the 10-player is unbelievable. So, uh, and and the ones on the Xbox were good uh, as well, but... Bomberman Zero? No, 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 okay, no, 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 no. The, the, uh, the, the arcade-only ones. Right. Uh, Have you tried them. the online crazy MMO? Actually... Whatever uh, you call uh, it. Bomberman. Oh, like some fan made one. Yeah, it's like a I heard about it. Bombermans. No, and, and and that's the thing though is that uh, like, literally Bomberman on the Xbox 360, like two or three years into the system, was when I quit playing, actually competitive online games because I was actually really good and actually usually won a lot. But after that game, there was nothing else that I was even close. So I just said, yeah. I think you well, realize that that's pretty much the, the the peak of the quality of the online gaming. So. Why try? Nothing's gonna be as good as Bomberman. And then they showed a Mario Kart, an actual Mario Kart trailer. That was good. Yeah, the game looks great. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And that's spring 2014. So that's pretty much all your Nintendo Direct news. It was um for me, it was a little underwhelming, but yeah, we th- I thought it was gonna be something big, like some more unannounced thing. I was hoping something. for more unannounced. That's my own fault because I guess I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up. Well, E3 six months away, Stephen. Yeah, but you know they're going to do something before E3, mm-hmm. just like last year. So GDC. Well, they do their own thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, around, but it's always like. I, I, will no. it be around GDC? Ah, uh, who knows? Doesn't matter. March. So. Uh, what else? Anything else? From that or just news? Just news. Um, I think we saw a release date for that Blizzard Hearthstone. Hearthstone. No, no, not Hearthstone. Not Hearthstone. It was, oh, it was uh, the Diablo three expansion. Har- Harvest Worm. No. What's it called? Reaper of Souls. Is that the Diablo 3 expansion? Yeah. yeah, that got a release date. And there's a special edition. March 25th. Is that going to be free download for people that have the console version? Yeah, that's or... a great question. I didn't yeah. look that up. I should have. I saw the release date. Um, yeah, Do you no. want some weird indie uh, news? I would love some. What you got? Uh, oh, there were two that... Uh, I didn't have a time to look at all the websites that I, I normally look at every day, but I did notice earlier today that um, uh, for us with xbox ones or any uh next gen or current gen system that is desperate for games that uh surprisingly they just announced today that max the curse of the brotherhood is out tomorrow on oh. xbox one which I is supposed that. to be a great game rachel, uh, play, rachel played that some e3 unfortunately we lost her because we're recording really late and she has to wake up early for it tomorrow and she's now sleeping yeah but she played that at e3 a little bit. It looked really pretty. I watched her play it. Yeah, I think it's like a, a sequel to, is it, it's either a Wii or an iPhone game or something like that. I'm not sure. But supposedly it's very different than that. But That's what I thought uh, Brothers was when it first came out. I thought it was that game that she played. But oh, it's okay. Not, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm very excited because I hate gaming on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. When I first got an iPhone, I was kind of late to that 
uh, I'm not normally the biggest Apple fan, but uh, I did get an iPhone a couple years back and uh, kind of went crazy with the gaming and thought it was great. And then all of a sudden realized that I don't like gaming on my touchscreen iPhone. <laughs> uh, so there's been several games like when uh, Sword and Sorcery came out. I was very excited about that and actually bought it on the iPhone, but was like, oh, you know, it's kind of, you know, if I had an iPad or something like that, it'd probably be worth it. Uh, so I was very ecstatic when that eventually came to the PC. So a game that I was very excited about, uh, Your Walk, uh, is announced coming out to Steam very soon. I, I'm not sure if y'all are familiar. I've I, seen it. I've, I've heard people talk about that, but I don't know really much about it. I can't remember the name of the company, but uh, they're probably the only company I can think of, and they really only have two games that I know of. But they both been uh, both games have been hailed as like, you know, kind of like Tearaway. These people know what they're doing and how to make it great on an iPhone. Um, but I still would rather play it on a PC. But there's a game that everyone's raving about that they did. The same people did Your Walk did a, a game called Device Six right now that everyone's yeah, that's where I've heard that. really Device excited about. Six, I've heard and that one I probably about. will play on my iPhone. But right now I need to clear some space. But you know, um, but I'm very excited. Your Walk's supposed to be a very creepy, weird game. So. Hmm. Um, they pulled Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 from like the Xbox Live Store and PlayStation Network because yeah, of we some talked, we talked contract. about that last week. Didn't Did we? we? A little bit. I think so. Contract Mentioned disputes. It, yeah, it's right. gone. Right. So hopefully you bought that and played that to your heart's content. If you still have it, to keep it, but you can't buy it again. Physical copies of that may go up in value if you can't download it. Anymore. Yeah. Because they can't even print new copies physically either. Warhammer Online closed Wednesday. Damn That's it. gone. So. What am I supposed to do with all my I should have never invested so much time into that. What was it do with Skullgirls and in that uh, being taken oh, down yeah, and coming yeah. back as a new name? That was weird. They got like a new publisher and they have a brand new name. Skullgirls Encore. Still Skullgirls. Like I think it's called Skullgirls Encore. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I saw the uh, called Encore. I, I thought okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, so um, they're pulling it and then they're bringing it back world up. But in. <laughs> it only affects the console versions, not the Steam version. So, yeah. and again, I don't play fighting games, but you know, I thought that was an interesting story. Yeah. And a sign of things happening. Did you try Killer Instinct on Xbox One? I, I, I actually uh, downloaded the what, Django or whatever it was. Django. It was actually kind of impressed. I don't... Whatever. <laughs> Django and Jane. Jingo. What was Jingo. Jingo. Uh, it wasn't Velociraptor Man. I was no. Uh, yeah. I never played Killer Instinct other than... When, Not when, even at the movie theater? No, but uh, when I moved back uh, to Baton Rouge, or move back to New Orleans area, I would come visit you guys, uh, and y'all would always have the uh, Killer Instinct in one of the Super Nintendo right. uh, machines, and it was always some dude, because I kind of came back and worked some Christmases, it was some dude that would just sit there and do like, chain, what, what's your uh, your uh, chain combo or whatever? Chain combo. combo Yeah, you know, I have no context for that, but it was pretty funny, because I would hear that like every five seconds. Um... But no, I, I downloaded it, and I'd actually heard, and I think y'all talked about it briefly, and y'all kind of made fun of it, but I'd heard that it had a really good tutorial, and I don't do fighting games, but I downloaded it, it was free, and actually went through the tutorial a little bit, and actually was like, this is definitely the most informative Whoa. and best Is it better time. than the Mortal Kombat tutorial? Because that was a pretty good tutorial. I don't know, but I, like, I haven't tried, like, I used to try, like, one of the later Soul Calibers had a, a tutorial, I know I've done the Virtual Fighter ones before. And, uh, you know, I just, nothing, it's not like they were bad, they just never stuck. Right. And, uh, just do this. I didn't even, like, you did it. I did, like, one or two matches because, again, it was free and it wasn't my thing. I just wanted to did check you play it against Jago. But I was amazing that they did get across <laughs> some very basic things that I would have never done. Uh, and then I actually, uh, went ahead and downloaded the rest of the characters because my nephew was coming over for Thanksgiving, but we never played it. So. What? Oh, man. Oh. Oh, well. That, that's. 
Oh, I have for news. I mean, another slow week. No one. It must be the holidays or something. Yeah. Yeah. No news okay. is good news. Is it? No. We didn't talk about it last week, but there was a studio closure. That's always bad news to hear, especially around this time. Yeah, it was the, the team that made Star Wars Connect. Oh. And um, I mean they they, I, they made Fury Three on Windows ninety five way back when that was a thing, but never like to hear studio closures, especially during the holidays. Why do we have no studio? Opening, say new studio. Opening. It's always studio closure. Well, the studio's opening all the time. It's just not. I guess let's guess newsworthy. Let's uh, I guess let's talk about new releases. There actually are some, kind of. Yeah. Next, the Curse of the Brotherhood. Uh, yeah, that. Um, Halo Spartan Assault. Finally. Exclusive to I, I, your again. Uh, maybe I'm just the optimistic guy, but I'm actually kind of excited because I like uh, twin stick shooters. Uh, I like Halo. And I really like Gatling Gears, which is the same developer. Yeah. Sounds like you and like so, this game. Well, I, I was actually kind of like sad when they said it was just the, the, the tablet Windows phone. Which I because have I was right like, here. I'm never going to play that. You can play it on my Windows um, phone right now. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's disappointing because, like, you know, you, you would want Halo's uh, debut to actually be a real Halo game. Uh, but, you know, regardless of what it is and where it's set, I like the people who made it and I like. Uh, twin stick shooters if they've done well. That'll be now your first you can Halo. Actually, ex- uh, use sticks. Yeah, right? this is your first Halo experience on Xbox One. Yeah, Tuesday. So it's gonna be incredible. <laughs> no hyperbole. I played that at E3. They had a high score contest going. If you won, you won a Windows tablet. Machine. That's cool. I'm sure I they didn't had. even come close. Surprised they weren't just giving them away. Yeah, That'd I think nice. by day three they were. They were just yeah. handing them out like T-shirts. You know, as a Zune owner, <laughs> I own two Zunes. And the sad, the, end of that. the sad thing is, is that uh, you know, like I've had to kind of slowly uh, move over to like iTunes, and isn't it terrible? People hate like, or people make fun of the Zune, but it was so much better than like software. Everything's better than iTunes. And, and iTunes. Like, I can't stand. Anyway, so I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> we'll do a separate iTunes. Podcast. iTunes hate podcast. Yeah. I'm like the old 35. Do you love spreadsheets? <laughs> yeah, you'll love iTunes. Um, game called Castle Storms coming out on Wii U. It's like a tower defense game. I, I think believe. it was on uh, 360 and Vita, right? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's coming to your Wii U. So it's supposed to be good. It's by the people who do Zen Pinball, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought that was supposed to come out on PS4 this week, but I looked for it and didn't see it. No. Well, no, it was uh, Pinball Arcade. Pinball Arcade. Physically okay. and yeah. digitally. Yeah. Wait, they made that physically? Yeah, we have copies of Gameware. We have. Pinball I downloaded Arcade Pinball Arcade, Arcade and played it a little bit. I played. The Arabian Nights level will give you, and I tried the trial of the Star Trek Next Generation table. Nice. Well, basically, the people who do Zen Pinball have the Brad Pitt method of uh, <laughs> of, of uh, development slash acting, such as Brad Pitt will uh, do a Troy or a really dumb movie to fund uh, his ability to do a bunch of weird fi- films. <laughs> so I actually listened to an interview uh, from somebody from Zen, uh, whatever the company is called, and they said that uh, their pinball games pay for them to kind of try weird stuff. Or, I like their pinball games. And I, well, I, I, actually, supposedly, Castle Storm's good. Not my thing. I'm just not a tower defense hmm. person. Right. Um, I'm not a fighting guy. I'm I don't a, like video I, games. <laughs> I only like Rise. I like it if it's a moving artsy story. Or, <laughs> or Rise. Rise. <laughs> but again, Rise said great Rise, voice acting in a good story. Crytek should make an indie game where it's like, artistically rise and there's no violence yeah and you're like it's the two sons of 
whatever his name is, and they've got you have like you control both in the same time. Like that's the that's that should be the game. Rise of two brothers. Rise of two brothers. <laughs> Nintendo must have listened to us last week, and we were like, "Where are all your good games on the eShop and Virtual Console?" Because where are they? Super Mario Brothers three. Let's play that next oh, Thursday. Okay. That's cool. Is um, Play Fighter coming? No. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> so you know, Mario three. I played that a few times. Well, now you can play it tomorrow. Okay. And then I mentioned earlier, Dr. Luigi comes out on your Wii U on December 31st. We're not going to have a, a real show then, so I'm going to jump pull that one ahead right now. Right. So that's your new releases. Get excited. So many great games. And then we have uh, emails. 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 That's our official song. Which emails. Just so you guys know, I'm such a big fan that I've almost emailed you every week. But All right. Well, now now that. we have live email. But you, you know, can just ask uh, your question right now. Our favorite emailer, Anthony from Tokyo, writes in. He wants, since you know it's ready for the holidays, he wants to ask a more personal question. Not that personal, weirdos. Oh, oh I, I've already taken my pants off. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, pretty open. His first question, now granted, you know, half the cast is actually like gone now. But he asks, how did all you guys meet and what brought you to Gameware? Scott, uh, you were there yeah. at the beginning, so why don't you start us off? So in 1990, okay, so uh, <laughs> I started working at Gameware as the second real or full-time employee, uh, I guess in 2000 or 2001, I can't remember. When it had to I, be 2000, because yeah, I started in 2001. 2000, yeah, and... Uh, and it was just us two and our uh, owner who would work for you know the store full time. Now he and just then sits kick his, you and then kick you out of the store. That's right, that's right. And you know now he just sits pretty in his office and doesn't do a thing. I got kicked <laughs> out once too, for the record. Yeah. So. And uh, the same way that Stephen is uh, really good friends with a lot of uh, you know gameware his underlings like me. Yeah, people who oh, uh, just <laughs> love hanging out at gameware and people who just love the vibe and just kind of make it a hangout more than a store. Uh, Steven I got in was, trouble for that one. Steven was that guy. To me, actually, I have a very hard time calling Steven Steven uh, because I never refer to him Steven. I call him Dance. That's true. I was always Dance. And I still I still have him in my phone as Dance. Uh, dance, <laughs> Dance, Steve. Because uh, our boss's name is Steve and his name is Steve. And uh, when we hired uh, Steve to come work with us, um, he was always in the store anyways because we were at a different location. Uh, what's over there now? Like, Tiger Mania. Um, no, it's Pottery Barn now. Okay, so it was a temporary <laughs> location, and uh, and back at that location, and even in, I think we brought him over to the new location. Uh, uh, our our boss had some kiosk machines that were basically coin operated. We would put demos of the newest games, but you would put a quarter in it, and they give you like five, five minutes, minutes, whatever. Whoa. And so uh, I put Grand Theft Auto Three in that one. So Steven used <laughs> to just hang out in there. Uh, him and uh, Ben uh, used to hang out in there. And literally just, you know, ask us, hey, uh, can we hook up Dance Dance Revolution? I think it was, was that like imported or was that actually the game? Um, we, it, it depends if it was PS1 or Dreamcast. I think it was PS1. Then it was, I think I the Dreamcast what... was out, but I think y'all were playing the PS1 version. And they had like, you know, at the time, the only thing available was like ratty pads that slid around and they had actually like modified them with plywood and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we, we put our pads to plywood and so vinyl like, covered them. Like, like yeah, look at, I, I would work and hear these guys dancing, which I'd never even seen the game before. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I sure like these guys, but they're weird, man. But anyway, so whenever we hired him, we had two Steves that I worked with. And, you know, if I said Steve, they would both look. So I started calling Steve and Martin Dance Dance Steve because that's 
the first thing I associated him with, and then I would call our boss, Boss Boss Steve. Yeah, it's, it's Steve, but it, it's never boss. left. So, uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, me and Steven just, uh, we're in the trenches. So yeah, that's, we hired him and, uh, you were mostly part-time when I was full-time. I yeah. I was the lackey who would come in on the weekends and, uh, just get told what to do. Cause I didn't know what to do. Right. So I think I, 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 I quit and moved or, uh, no longer work for game wear or whatever, uh, and moved to Shreveport where my uh, wife was going through school. And I think, I think that was 2003 or four. Yeah. And basically, uh, Steven took over my position and then, uh, really did something that neither me nor, uh, the alpha employee Jack as <laughs> uh, the first, uh, ever thought to do, which is like, I bet I could actually create a position for myself. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden I come back or I'm talking to Steven. He's like, yeah, now I'm like doing ordering and now I'm running the store. Now I get salary. And I'm like, whoa. Well, it was yeah. because I was. Like, it was, yeah. It, it was cheaper, really, to do that. Well, you also had another store opening up and stuff like that. Well, that, down the line, yeah. Yeah, that's true. My transition from an hourly worker to a salary worker was because I was working uh, like 70 hours a week. Right. Just, the overtime was. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, but I negotiated, and it was smart of me to do this. I negotiated a salary that was higher than what I'd made on average, but also uh, enabled me to work less. So, yeah. Contractually, I was obligated to work 35 hours a week in the store and five hours at home working on orders. So, and that's how that worked. And then Hurricane Katrina happened, and we got um, yeah, that, that happened right when we moved to North Carolina, and it was pretty yeah, you know, it's crazy watching from afar. But yeah, and, I mean, we just we got so busy for a couple of years after that. Um, it kind of worked out. Got that FEMA money. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, I mean, people were coming in with FEMA cards, uh, buying PS2s, mm -hmm. and Midnight Club or Grand Theft Auto with their, and it's just money. Like, okay, I'll take that, whatever. It's I, I was not in any position to tell someone what they could do with their government money. It was funny coming back and talking to uh, our boss because you know he's a great guy, but he is a an owner of a store, and you know coming back to Louisiana relatively early after Katrina and being like. Like how how did this affect my home state or whatever? And then come and talk to boss. He's like, man, it's been a great year for us. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's kind of funny to hear. Uh, we were, I mean, we we really hit the stratosphere as far as uh, I guess our sales at Gameware, and it, I mean for a few years. And plus, culminating uh, or that culminated with the Wii launch, with the the rise of the guitar games. I mean, there were just yeah, there were a couple of factors that. I mean, we did very well, and we were very busy for a long time, and it was fun. We had fun every day. I would like to say that, you know, obviously everyone loves fun stories about Katrina, but, um, you know, you know, I kind of said the, the story arc of our working stuff, but really in the, the from 2001, you said when you started working? Right. And up to 2003, 2004, whatever. Those years, uh, I don't know, you know, Steve and I just worked together a lot, and I can't describe how much fun that was. Yeah, every like, day was uh, every day like, you know, we just you know we we dig each other's humor and we could make something out of nothing as far as you know it may not be funny to anyone <laughs> in the podcast world but man we would laugh hard so I mean there's just songs that that we made up that I could just start singing right now that yeah know. we could probably <laughs> say the things that make us you and I laugh so hard and no one else would find it funny at all yeah so we're not gonna go there Light but switch. So, I love Light inside switch. jokes. I hope to be part of one someday. Light switch. And, but that's what I've been having. Uh, I've, I've been enjoying it though because I am 
you know, just a few years older than Steven, but I feel like I'm a generation apart because all the people I meet through Steven are people that started working at Gameware or just hanging out afterwards. Like me. Like you. And I met you just because uh, I thought Steven was going to E3, and I've been trying to go my entire life, but it just never panned out. And instead, out. you were stuck with me. And the year <laughs> I could finally go, which is like literally like, you know, God coming down and opening the clouds up. It was the perfect storm. It was the perfect storm. It's not easy for me to uh, get away like that with a family, but um, it worked out, and I was so excited. And then Stephen was helping with the registration, and he's like, oh, by the way, I can't go. And I was <laughs> like, oh, well, that sucks. But then it worked out because then I got to meet Adam. Yep. Um, and yeah, so that's how I know Adam. And uh, I've been enjoying meeting all the uh, Gameware regulars. But I still feel like they're like family. I feel really like the is. old guy. It's great because everyone looks at me like, "Who are you?" And seems like, "No, man, he's like the Godfather or whatever." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, no, not that, but you know." I wouldn't be who I am today without Scott Bestow. Oh, thank so you. So I wouldn't. Um, nothing that I have that's that matters to me, which is everything, and I, I can say that with conviction. You know, oh, that, that's too. I mean, I met my wife at Gameware, and I right. met all my closest friends, and got to work with my best friends, and you know. Now was Renee hanging out at Gameware? So we, because of the band, or we, was she already hanging out there in general? I thought it was because of the band. Okay, that's you, what I was going to... You're wondering who the band is. Scott was in a band. He was... Uh, I mean, it was his band, and it was a great, great band. We, we loved to see all shows, and I thought that Renee had been hanging out because of the band, but she says that it's otherwise, that it was because um, she liked me. Right, well, from, right. Which is weird, because she I was think, really... But I, I, I think, though, that her and uh, her, her best friend, Liz... Uh, come by to say hey or something like that right and then never left because of you <laughs> but, it, but it was kind of cool like it, yeah so you know it was kind of cool uh like when i moved uh and found out uh that steven and renee were dating i'm like oh that is perfect like, i don't think i've ever been more happy in my life because i knew renee outside of no association with game where i knew her because my band played a lot of all ages shows and she was uh there and you know was a uh, a friend of the band or whatever, but uh, a band-aid, a band-aid. Right. <laughs> uh, and then Steven being my buddy at game work, but you know, I just I was like, Oh, that's perfect. I would have never even thought of it actually. And um, so, <laughs> so yeah. So then Renee, you hired, then y'all hired Renee. Yeah. She's it, not here to speak. So that, I guess you could speak. That wasn't, her. you know, I, I wasn't in charge of those decisions then. I think you could thank Scott for that. Uh, Cause I think boss took your suggestion sure, and yeah, your opinions yeah. on that. Um, so Renee was brought on younger than any gameware employee has ever been hired. Mm-hmm. And we didn't start dating then. That's just, you know, she was 16. So inappropriate. Right. And weird. Um, but we worked together for a couple of years and then started dating. And then I wasn't going to say anything, but well, <laughs> robbing the cradle. And how did I end up at gameware? Um, I know, I know Scott kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I was, I was a mall worker just from the day the mall opened. You know, you were Mr. Kiosk. I was Mr. Well, Kiosk. You're Mr. Working three three jobs places. at once to get full time hours while be, while in school at LSU, and um, so I started working in the mall at the cookie company, decorating your cookie cakes for your birthday, Adam. <laughs> and um, and probably that's probably true because I'm sure your mom got some cookie cakes from the mall. Probably. And I decorated all those cakes. So not all of them, but. I worked there for like three or four years, and I worked at Brookstone. I worked at the cell phone I just remember kiosk. how much I liked the free cookies for me. <laughs> Dude, I'd rock out some free bags because we just throw them away. So I just bring them out, or I just give them to you during the day. But I worked at the um, 
aqua massage coffin where you put I remember that by the escalator. Bucks. Yeah, it was that was me, dude. Yeah. You pay me ten bucks and I put you in the coffin <laughs> for ten minutes and spray your body with jets. Sensory deprivation. Yep. Yeah. And and that's that was an interesting job because that's right when gameware had moved to where we are now, where we've been for eleven years. And that was right before I started working at gameware full time. I was working at that kiosk. And that was the most boring job I've ever had because I just pressed the button. And I don't I, know any kiosk. I'm, 35. Well, so like most of the kiosks were great because I could just do my homework. But that kiosk, the way this, the way the chair was, like I couldn't get comfortable. Yeah. Plus it's 35 feet away from gameware. So any second I had to get away from the cart, (laughs) I just go into gameware. By the way, this is how old I am. Uh, and I don't remember when it changed, but, uh, when I, when I first started working at, at uh, GameWare, it was dial-up, man, and I thought that I was impressed. Oh man, we wait. You were impressed with dial-up? Yeah, because I didn't even have. I didn't have a. Uh, my brother funny. got a computer in '99. Man, we had high speed at my house in '98. Yeah. So, but so I, I started working part time at GameWare in 2001, but I was also working other jobs, and then moved on full time. Then the dream job opened up. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll just do this, and um, it was fun. And I tell people all the time that, you know, when I worked at Gameware, and even now when I help out occasionally, um, I, I never woke up in the morning and said I had to go to work. No, you know, I never not. I never dreaded it. I never um, I never got to work and looked at a clock and thought, oh, God, that's six more hours. I never once was at any point waiting to leave um, because it was fun the whole time, every time. And I could probably count the amount of days I missed on on my two hands, mm-hmm. you know, I never called in if I was sick and I couldn't come to work. I was probably cause I was about to die. Um, because I just never wanted to miss it. It was, and it's, it means so much to me. It's more than just a store. Right. And it's, it may sound trite or it may sound rehearsed, but it's the truth. And it's, it's really like going home every time I'm in there. It's, it's because of the people, not just because of what it is. So, mm-hmm. um, Plug. No, <laughs> and I, I just, I never took, I, I don't want to say I took it for granted because I miss it now, but I, I never just, I never took it for granted because I always knew that how much fun I had when I was there. Yeah. I, so. I told Adam that, uh, when I moved and, 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 uh, you know, having done retail all my life, even before, because I worked at TV and Blockbuster and stuff like that before, I'd start working at Gameware. Um, you know, I just kind of went to GameStop knowing that I could get a job like that without, you know, just from my resume alone. And uh, when I would come back and visit you guys, it was just like, I can't believe, like, I didn't think I took it for granted, but, like, it was hard being back in the store and being like, I had the, like, perfect job with the perfect people and the perfect customers until I start working for GameStop. So. Yeah. So, yeah. That Gameware shell, that was a tough shell to crack because I, uh, I used to work at Best Buy back in um i love i think we used to throw away all y'all's applications probably would just bring an application (laughs) yeah you know like at at gamestop or wherever you have to file it like legally and stuff like that he would bring us applications and we're like yeah right i mean we like you buddy not you yeah specifically because i didn't know you but just in general like 0809 i think 10 i worked there and then we got a new gm and he was terrible and i was like i can't do this anymore because people were calling in all the time i was working like all positions and I just got sick of it, and he was just a jerk. So then I remember that we had there was that locally owned video game shop in the mall. I'm gonna go check them out. So I walked in there, and you probably who the fuck is this kid? Like someone else wants a job, whatever. It's like I see this every day. Someone just comes in wanting a job. You know, it's and nice it was, to want. So then things. I chatted with you about like old games and stuff. Some 
and then I left, and then I kept coming back, and you're like, I wish this kid would go away. And then you told us about the monthlies, because a monthly was coming up back when we did the monthly fighting game tournament, so I went to that. Our community events that we no longer run, but we ran yeah. them for a long time. God, I wish I could have brought Saturn Bomber Man to this. Well, maybe one day we'll do one in the future, we'll have a... And then I just kept, I guess, showing up in the store until... You just, it's like water on rock. Just <laughs> keep working on it. You'll you'll break it down eventually. And so then I got that. I got the job. I worked at EA for two months, and then I kept bothering you. And you finally hired me. And I think you originally just hired me so you and Renee could go on all those anime <laughs> conventions on the weekend. Because yes. only like I need you to work Saturday for me because we're going to Houston or we're going to New Orleans. <laughs> and that's how I showed up in Game. And then you, and then you stole him from Gameware. No, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then, I, okay. and then Rachel would come in because she also worked at the mall around Christmas time, and I thought she had the eye for someone else. Oh, she so, told okay, me it was so, me. So I, I don't even know anything about y'all's dating history. So <laughs> she actually, you met her through Gameware. Yeah, or? yeah. God, Gameware is a magical place. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know we've had engagements in the store. We've had, uh, I mean, lots of couples that have met. I've seen um, people that just were dating. And then they they got married, and then they had kids, and they still come into the store. Yeah, you know? and it's um it's cool to see. And I have friends. I've I mean I have friends now that are in their twenties, and they tell me, yeah, I used to buy games from you when I was like eleven, and and we hang out now, and that's kind of weird to think about. Mm-hmm. But when you're at a place like that for so long, and I was there for twelve years, um, you just see you see people change, and not you know in a good way. You see people grow, and um learn what well, so. it's crazy because uh you know i had uh so many close friends throughout the years and the only people that i've stayed in touch with people that i would have i guess technically put no offense in front of you as like close friends just because you went to school together or whatever uh i don't keep in touch with anybody now but the guys that i play music with and you and boss <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's kind of funny like for some reason you know not that i'll, I'll never let game work go from my life you know uh, this is getting really cheesy, but uh, you know, uh, I just a cool place with uh, just I don't know if that will ever exist in this world again. Like you know, the 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 mom and pop stores are gone for the most yeah, part. They you know, really are. and uh, as our boss freaks out about even like ten years ago or whatever, digital, uh, digital downloads, downloads yeah. uh, physical copies. I mean, it's never gonna all go away, but it's it's the tides are turning and. Uh, no one's gonna risk that. So like, I feel like gameware is like the last bastion. Like you know, you know, gameware will stand yeah. until the end. Yeah, well, and one day gameware will not exist, and all we'll have is our memories of it. Yeah. Um. But that's something that I'll never ever let go. Yeah. So. And it's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> no. Well, hey, we're open next year, so come come to the store, yeah. <laughs> buy a game, or just hang out. We don't care. Just be there. I will say that uh, the first time I heard about gameware was like a month. After the mall opened in '97, yeah, my friend then and current friend, aka uh, slash drummer, the band I play in, uh, he came. He's like, "Dude, they got this cool store. It's like a locally owned. It's like cooler than EB or whatever." <laughs> he said they got uh, the demo systems that we talked about earlier. Yeah. We put a quarter in, and he said, "Oh, and they had like all the new games in there. It's really cool." And uh, I'm a hardcore. I was a hardcore Saturn guy. Still am. Didn't have the PlayStation <laughs> until well after the Saturn died. Uh, and my favorite company at the time was Treasure. Still have a soft spot for Treasure. And I had actually heard, even though I didn't follow the scene, that they had this amazing Japanese-only game called Radiant Star Gun. 
And uh, he was like, yeah, I think I saw some imports there. So I actually went to GameWare and bought for like 40 bucks Radiant Silver Gun, That's which is an amazing game. And when I was in college uh, and didn't have any money and was actually didn't have enough for rent, I actually sold it. Uh, that and Panzer Dragon Saga, no. I sold for, uh, I think Radiant Silver Gun was 150 and Panzer was 170 And that right. was my one month of rent. But point being was that like, you know, the moment I walked in and saw a wall of Saturn import games, I was like, oh, this is my store. And I really wish we could still do that now because, mm -hmm. I mean, imports were a big thing for us. But it, it's just... Uh, it he didn't make any money. He was just right. trying stuff because, you know, he had to And now be it's, different. I mean, yeah. it would be even worse now. We'd just yeah. be losing money on every... Well, yeah, so many things now are... It's a different world. But we still have our cool things. We still have weird stuff that you can't get anywhere else. I want this weird Chinese soda. I, yeah, had, I like uh, the, I like the, uh, the food stuff. I had cool. the grape ramune today. And um, it was good. It was really good. And I, you know, I, I always like to joke and take the uh, credit for Ramune and all the Japanese stuff that Ben Lewis really did uh, kind of start <laughs> that and suggest that. And he pushed for it for years. So, but I joke with him all the time that it was my idea. And <laughs> he he kind of he likes. That I think line. he listens to the show, so you better not admit that. No, he, like, he we talk. About <laughs> no, he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> he doesn't listen to shit. It's boring. The first time I ever uh, went into Gameware was actually the first day the mall opened. Um, because we were there on the preview weekend when most of the stores weren't even open, but if your store was ready, you okay. could be open. And we parked in Sears and we went um, through there. And the first thing I did was was randomly just go to that end of the mall, uh, which is where we are now, which is where our original location was. And just I went in there because it was um, something I'd never heard of before. So because I'd I'd been used to going to Babbage's or going to Electronics Boutique and. I just saw this um, from the second floor. I saw this store called Gameware that I'd never heard of. So I just went in there and checked it out. And I immediately just kind of fell in love with how different it was. And it felt like, and it was just Steve Byrne. Well, it was just our boss. So at that, at that time, it was just one person. Yeah. And, and um, it was like that for a month. It was just one guy. So every time you go in there, it'd be the same guy. And, um, and it's so funny. It's so funny because, uh, uh, Steve and the, the very first employee, uh, the godfather of them all, Jack, uh, they're both super, super nice guys, but they, they are not like, they're the not most, the personality. They're not social. They're not. Right. And we so, didn't feature that until a little later. Yeah. And, me and Steven really worked on that hard, but, uh, it was hard to crack those nuts, you know, for sure. And uh, Jack, he still owes me $20. Oh my God. Because the summer of 97, no, it had to have been 98 because we opened in the fall of 97. Summer of 98, I put $20 down on Mortal Kombat 4 for N64. And I go on vacation to the beach and come back a month later. And I'm there to pick up my game. And he says, do you have your receipt? And I say, no, I don't, I don't have my receipt. But I know I put $20 down. Such a stickler. And then he was like, well, I can't do anything about that. So, Aww. And I was like, okay, I understand. But then later I found out that we had a book. That had like names. <laughs> he just didn't want to work. He didn't want to go look it it's up. It's funny. I mean, I don't care what. It's just twenty bucks, and I ended up never getting that uh, game live anyway. By the way, Adam, you're gonna have to stop us. <laughs> we can go on forever like this. Yeah. Old gameware stories. Yeah, that was fun to hear about. Y'all like the grandfather's gameware, and I'm just a youngling. And I, I know we talked a little bit about Renee, but yeah, she would hang out in the store, and um, she just loved. I mean, she loved. I guess us, the employees of gameware, and me and you and Ben, and she loved going to your shows and. By the way, uh, I will say that uh, Renee did a great job. If you're listening, Renee, you did a great job with the help of Stephen, but you did the, the, the workload. Uh, 
of uh, telling the ocarina story. It was very nice. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to watch her uh, do that. And we we always love yeah. doing the ocarina story. Now you do it best. Well, well, in person, I think. Well, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because there, there's a visual aspect to it. There's uh, that breath you take in as you step back. Right. And and the the only thing that was like kind of wrong was that uh, it was kind of implied the way it was said that uh you know that I didn't know she had an ocarina. Oh, you did know that. Uh, because she came in and told me she had just got her custom made ocarina. Or potato while ocarina. I was busy and I kept on like you know while I was like inside rolling my eyes trying to be nice about it because <laughs> there's only one person I've ever been really mean to uh, <laughs> really uh or Windex to the face oh right yeah. yes okay so uh okay. I don't want to say his name right. uh he, he sprayed Windex in the face of a and that's so not like me no yeah <laughs> I was so annoyed that I, just, I, I sprayed a customer well you were outside the store weren't you no I was inside, inside the store inside I was behind the, the counter and he wasn't I would say he's a customer he's a loiterer. <laughs> Pretty well. That's he like worked half the, the people that come. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, that's true. And he wouldn't leave, and he was being so annoying that I just I lost it. I just took my Windex from behind the counter and sprayed him. But um, anyways, the the ocarina girl uh was just going on and on while I was really busy and kind of stressed out, and I I, I just I, you know I couldn't be mean to her, but I was so annoyed, and and so I just kept on like yeah uh huh uh huh that's great, and yeah she she was like and I got. A custom-made ocarina like links in ocarina time and i've been working on the pony song all, all night and i learned it and i just naturally said oh i wish i could hear it and she's like okay and then <laughs> takes one step back. takes a one step back, <laughs> takes a breath pulls it out of her satchel now my problem with a lot of our stories is that like the memory of um the memories i have and what i've created in my own mind are probably actually not completely accurate because in my head i remember her Drawing one leg up like a crane. No, she definitely didn't do <laughs> I know that. I she didn't do it, but in my head, that's what happened. That would have been and, uh, perfect. And I wish it was real, because as it was happening, I I was like, I can't believe this is happening. This is either <laughs> the worst thing I've ever seen or the best thing, but I know it's important, so I better memorize everything happening right now. So, anyways, it was uh, but it was it was fun to hear that. Um, well, we'll try to do regular segments. We'll do moments from game. Moments learn. from game learn. Like that that one time where there's just. <laughs> There's a mess on the floor from someone who had an accident. Oh, uh, the the uh, the kid that diarrheaed all over the place. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure you've had. Have you had that happen more than once? Twice. So there's, but you, at a moment like that, when you're running a retail store, you don't have, you don't have time to complain. Yeah. And you don't have time to to just, you just have to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So you've got to act fast and think fast. <laughs> and I don't. I may have mentioned it before on this podcast, but you just you deal with the situation. Yep. It's my job. So. If, remind me if I was sorry. Remind me if, <laughs> if this is wrong, but I, I feel like that night I was supposed to work, and for some reason you were covering for me. Maybe. And then, and then I found out some kid diarrheaed everywhere, and you had to clean up my paper towels. Yeah, I think I that's think what that's happened. Accurate, because I had gone over to Cafe Dumont, which was still there at the time, and asked for four pairs of gloves and a roll of paper towels, <laughs> and I just double gloved up and just got uh, into the business. So. And you never, but you never complained, so. I never complained. I felt guilty, but you didn't complain. I'm just not a complainer. That was the point. That doesn't make anything sure. better, so. I don't think I can. Real quick, this actually brings it back to games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the old crew, I, uh, the, I saw that the uh, new Half-Brick game came out. Oh, yes. So, um. I want to talk about that. And yeah. Get, uh, that, that's on your release. What's, what's the name of it? Uh, I don't know, but it's like the Monster Movie Tower Defense game. Oh, this game. is going to be great. We're going to talk about yeah. the game. We don't know the name of it. <laughs> so, uh, my roommate in college, dear friend, um. Richard, I mean, he's an amazing person, and he works for Half Brick uh, Studios or Half Brick, which is one of the few iPhone developers that I like. And they're in Australia, and um, he's been working uh, with them for for a few years now. And I love all their games, everything they make, I love. So, 
We'll figure out what the name of it is. I mean, obviously you don't need much detail. I, I suppose you can just go on the in the iTunes store and find everything very easily. So <laughs> just look for the so intuitive. Uh, yeah, Paprik game. But anyways. And my other roommate from college works uh, at a game developer, a game development studio in Austin. So hello, Ben. I'm glad and they did thank stuff. Thank you for their lives. At Hellfire Games. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I worked at a retail store. So, <laughs> you know, it's all good. I love hanging out with Ben at E3 just because. Uh, oh, do you know? I like, wish I wish. I was so there. excited to see him, and then we start walking around. And he's like, "Oh, I hate that game." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God, this game sucks. The only game he was like at all like happy about was uh, the New Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Lords of Shadow Two. And uh, and uh, was oh Dragon's Crown. He was super excited about, but everything was like, "Ah, that sucks." <laughs> I was like, "I missed you, Ben. I missed your positive attitude." <laughs> Is that but really was, what he sounds like? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't but know. it was. Uh, you know, I went from being like goo goo gaga, like oh, first time at E3. First year like, at E3, it's just it's a My Little Pony game. I'm so excited just because yeah. I'm at E3. The Harvest Moon booth. There's an entire booth, and there probably yeah. wasn't last year. No, there wasn't. And Natsume has been having so problems. Yeah. It was fun hanging out with someone who goes every year and uh, is completely jaded by the right. whole thing. So <laughs> one one year I'll find my way back out there. So. And that'll be it for emails. This ran a little long. Sorry. Yeah, Thank you for writing more about it. Gameware. Sorry. They uh he had a couple other questions. We'll save them for next year. Next year, oh next my god! Year. Year. I won't be here, year. so the podcast should be like we'll shortened to, by. <laughs> well, maybe we'll just go to your house and record there. Perfect. That's well, you know, I know certain people with certain technologies uh can like Skype in. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about no, Skype. Skype's tough. But GameWorkExpress at gmail dot com is that email address. Can I email you? Yeah, excellent. Right now, from your Windows phone. I'm gonna do that from my Windows phone. Um. Next week is our big game of the year show, and as a little teaser to get things started, Scott brought him a list. Sure, yes, yes. Uh, now we're keeping ours at top five next week, but if you have some honorable mentions you want to throw out, because I know you have a lot. I have a lot, but uh, and this is a big year for games, and it's going to be a tough show next week. Yeah, but. and considering like the range of games that really, uh, yeah, for different reasons, it's really hard for me to put uh, an indie game that's short that was more about the story, like. How do you place it over like one of the few big budget titles that I really love? Right. So, anyways, um, I would say uh, real quick my top ten, and I won't really discuss any of them unless you have questions. Uh, I might make a few mentions of, of the best ones, but my number ten game of the year was Guacamelee. That's a good one, which we already referenced. I'm buying that tonight. You need to. Sure. And again, uh, pretty much anything from like five up to like sixteen, which I'm not saying all those could be <laughs> interchangeable depending on my mood. But number nine was Gone Home. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to finish that tomorrow. So. I was super excited about it. I'm, I'm, I love seeing uh, narrative-driven games. Uh, I like the no combat, even though I, I, I love games with combat, but it's nice change of pace, and I think uh, you know it's important for our industry to have different kinds of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And it really does like uh, really opens a form of questioning, like the story itself. Uh, kind of get you talking about stuff, and I think there needs to be more discussion. Games, games that make you think are always. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just something our our medium has kind of been lacking in to kind of set us to the next stage of like being accept accepted, you know, by the culture. But um, my number eight game of the year is Crimson Dragon. I didn't talk about it. It's great. I could. Most of the people on like uh, message boards, uh, Hanser Dragoon fans, seem to really like it, but, but everyone else critically, doesn't. people hate it. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, it actually has a lot more RPG elements than the uh, Panzer Dragon games, and it's a lot of grinding. Now, there is the whole controversy of uh, microtransactions with Xbox One games. Um, none of that stuff... Uh, I haven't done For- Forza, which I know is 
people are really upset about. Um, but the Crimson Dragon and Rise stuff, like that stuff doesn't pop up. And I think the kind of person that would like Crimson Dragon uh, would like the grinding part of it. So anyways, the, the microtransactions, I don't even notice them because they're on a separate menu. They Does don't it pop prompt up. You? It, doesn't, it doesn't prompt no. you. That's the uh, one thing that bugs uh, me more. Than actually, Forza, I, I couldn't yeah. figure it out. Uh, I was trying to get upgrades... Um, and uh, you can buy it with in-game currency, but there was this thing that said you can only buy this thing with jewels, and, and they don't tell you what jewels are. And I had to actually like actively fumble with uh, <laughs> the menu system to figure out that you could buy jewels, which are the microtransactions, um, but they never tell you about it. And so, uh, anyways, but you can also earn those as well. Anyways, the point being is that uh, I probably put like 15 hours into it, and that's just kind of maxing out one dragon. Oh, wow. Um, but it's it's great. if, uh, But, you know... Even Panzer Dragon, which is like critically loved, um, isn't for everybody. Um, my number seven favorite game of the year is Devil May Cry, which is interesting for me because I, li- I like that game. I uh, I do like uh, Ninja Theory, right? Mm-hmm. I, I never played uh, their their first launch title or their early uh, Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword, but I remember it was liked, but it was like short, I think. Uh, but I did love Enslaved. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, one of the ones where the story and the acting and what they were doing was actually better than the gameplay itself. But um, so I actually never cared for Devil May Cry. I never played any of them. Played the first one, thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I think I played the fourth one on the 360. Didn't really actually like it. Uh, so I was surprised. The only reason I tried it was because it was from them, and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But that game for me, I felt it had a really strong middle and really weak start and finish. But I mean, I, I definitely think that the uh, the levels and what they bring you through. I mean, n- none of the story the story was done, well done, but it, I mean, it wasn't the reason to play. Mm-hmm. But the combat and the level design and just like, there's that one level you the hit style. that you know if you've played it. What I'm talking about that just like opens it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and also too, I fully expected even when I knew it was Ninja Theory to hate the game because I'm like, oh, it, like the, the emo lead and the. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm so cool, and uh, <laughs> that's that's exactly how he sounds in the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm so cool. but it's so funny because when I'm watching, when I was you know playing it and watching it, I actually was like, it doesn't bother me at all. It's actually, you know, kind of well done for that angle. But anyways, um, my number six game of the year is uh, Stanley Parable. I have that purchase uh, ready to go to. I played, I played it. Uh, I ran through it in a weekend. I don't think I found everything there is to find, but uh, it's just brilliant. Like. Again, there's no gameplay, uh, but it's all about the narration and the interaction with the world, and it's just it's really hard to describe, but it's it's great. Uh, number five, uh, Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. uh, which actually surprised me uh, as well because I'm actually a huge fan of the Tomb Raider series. Well, the first two, um, and then the the kind of when they start redoing them, at 360. I kind of enjoyed those as well, but I hated the combat. I hated Laura. Lara Croft or whatever, uh, and I hated uh, the story. What I liked about it was walking into an environment that was like, this is going to be a, a two-hour-long puzzle of multi-chambers, and like, you know, I'm going to work on this puzzle, and then two hours later, I'm going to work on another puzzle and realize, oh, they fit together, and just that amazing sense of discovery. Uh, and so when I found out the new Tomb Raider uh, was it going to have tombs, I was like, what? This looks like Uncharted. <laughs> which, by the way. I'm gonna get probably heat for that. I'm at. I didn't think Uncharted 2 was for me, so like I know it's game of the year, game of the generation for many. I thought it was just really good, yeah. but I actually never finished it because I got bored. Um, so I thought it was gonna be uh, Uncharted, and for whatever reason, man, I skipped the story. 
I had <laughs> skip on the cutscene, but man, the, the action and just the, the world that created was pretty sweet. Uh, number four, Brothers. No need yep. to talk more about it. Can't even talk about it without ruining it. Uh, Bioshock Infinite was my third favorite game. Yep. Uh, and I actually think I like Bioshock Infinite more than the first Bioshock, but only time will tell. I know most I, people. I like, felt like that after I beat it, mm-hmm. and then I'm six, not gonna, six yeah. or seven months removed. I think I'm back to like the first one. Oh, I, I know I was kind of high on the ending because I yeah. like you know the crazy fantasticalness of it, but um, but I do love the first Bioshock. So um, when I mentioned earlier that uh, there was a game that out Metroid, Metroid, uh, it's my number two game. It's the Swapper. Hmm. And uh, the Swapper is fantastic, critically adored. It's a Steam game. It's actually, I think it's called Rotoscope, or it's like kind of like where they move Play-Doh, like uh, you know, move Play-Doh in a few inches, and the like whole game is claymation. like claymation. Claymation, yeah, whatever. It's, yeah, and uh, I would say it's it, it it's the atmosphere and a little bit of a setup of like a Metroidvania, but it's actually like a a braid like puzzle game. To where you're uh, basically in space, kind of on a space station, and uh, you can clone yourself, and you have to solve puzzles by killing your clones. <laughs> and it is literally like chilling, like the the way I'd say it's more atmospheric and claustrophobic than like Dead Space. And that game is really, you know, super high AAA fidelity and stuff like that. Uh, probably on Steam sale, I would definitely pick it up. It's only on PC. And then my number one game of the year. Anti-Chamber. Ooh. Anti-Chamber came out early in the year, and uh, nothing touched it for me as far as like coming close to being my number one. So that's a game where like you're walking down a hall, and then you like turn around, and then the hall's gone yes. somewhere else. Yeah. And it's a fascinating story. Uh, the Australian gentleman uh, who created it, I was so fascinated with the game that I, I looked into him. And uh, it's the only game he's ever made other than like his student projects. And... Uh, the way he came about this game is just like amazing. So if you ever if you like the game or play it, I would definitely read into his uh, how the game came about. But it's basically uh, a first person non Euclidean uh, geometry game, which is means that the rules of Newtonian physics don't apply. So if you walk into a room and uh, there was a wall behind you when you turn around, it it's not necessarily there anymore. Hmm. And uh, Basically, it's a series of puzzles that are laid about in a non-connected way. So, like the way you get back to a room is not always the same, and uh, and each one, it's just you got to learn the rules. It's kind of like Fez, where you know you got to learn the rules that they're speaking. You have to basically deconstruct the way you you play games, uh, because the way you beat and play games for every game you've ever played is not the same way you play this game. And uh, I don't think a game's ever made me like evaluate how I play games. Anyways, a fantastic game. Cool. That's it. That's my favorites of the year. Sweet. And we'll have more discussion for ours next week, so tune in for that. I guess I should play some games. That Probably should do that. Can I just say Resident Evil 4 is my favorite game? Maybe. No, nah, I can't say <laughs> Mario. Mario. Just Mario 1. Uh, I think Mario and Last of Us probably would have been in there, but I uh, traded my PS3 in before Last of Us came out. I really like Last of Us, but we'll talk about. I'll talk about that next week. Yeah, I would have loved to play it. Hopefully, I'll have a finish by then, or better. Maybe so. I'll play it again. Yeah. Um, so let's wrap the show up with our special stages. Um, I'll go first. Mine was actually uh, a question Anthony wrote in and asked about, but I've been meaning to address. Um, I addressed it like earlier, like our first couple episodes, but not since then. 
I am still looking to get us on iTunes. I know SoundCloud, where we currently host our site, is kind of a pain in the ass, especially if you're using the mobile version. And I apologize for that. It's just with iTunes, it's not that they're difficult to get on, at least from what I understand from what I've researched. It's just they, you send it in, they have to do it through a review process and make sure, I guess, it's not terrible or stealing things. And they also require some type of logo that's a certain size so they can scale it and obviously go with your show. And right now, I don't have that because I'm not a graphic designer. I don't know how to work Photoshop. I can barely work paint. So if anybody's out there and can make us a pretty logo, it needs to be at least 1400 by 1400 pixels so for iTunes to uh, scale down. That'd be cool. And um, I also, not as pressing, would like to have our own custom like theme music for the show. So right now we use borrowed music from games we like. But um, I like to have one of those, but more pressing. As soon as we can get a logo, I'll look to get us up on, on iTunes. So maybe... 2014 New Year's resolution. Get us on iTunes. Kind of make things you need easier it. for a lot of people. What do you mean you need a song? Go go game with go. <laughs> we got Is it. Really, our song? Is that when you? Well, that's stealing though. All we did was steal <laughs> that from the Diesel Driving Academy song. So. Uh, I apologize. When you wanna buy a game? I know a place, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cohen actually, uh, one of our employees. Yeah, um, but he probably made like an artsy song. Oh, his he, his song was incredible. He's he's a local musician. He works at Gameware. He's a brilliant guy. And is Gameware just like the hub of local musicians too? It should or? be because well, <laughs> well, we we tend to be lazy people who get you know jobs <laughs> when we're like in our mid to late thirties and going nowhere. Like, oh, I guess I'll work Gameware. It looks easy. <laughs> but his, his song for Gameware was awesome. I mean, when I'm you sure can mix like he's the, really good. the names of arcade machines into the song, you know, it's. It was a good song. We know some some people who shop a game where into Game Hop. Talk to one yeah, of them have, to make yeah. us make um, some beats. One of our, I mean, most adored customers and friends, Godric, uh, he's a local musician, and um, his I love what he's doing. And yeah. he, you may have seen him at E3 this year without realizing it, um, but he's a great guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Godric, I know you probably don't listen to this, but thanks for everything. <laughs> so. Steve, do you have your special stage? Yeah. Um, so Half Brick Studios has a new game. It's called um, I got the name. It's Colossatron Massive uh, Massive World Threat. Colossatron Massive World Threat. It's on iOS, on Android. So if you get your HP Touchpad handy, go download <laughs> it on that. Um, check it out. Half Brick makes awesome games. So I'll be checking it out tonight. Sweet, Scott. I guess I would just like to say that uh, I don't know. I, I guess a general wish that. Uh, People could be more supportive, even if you disagree in our uh, gaming culture, because uh, at E3, knowing that I was going to get both systems, uh, anytime I brought up that I might get an Xbox, I basically, from adults, got like uh, like I was a Nazi. And so, and so uh, you know... Don't you know what they're doing? How can you support Console that? wars are not And that new. was back when they were on their always-on, no-trades, right. like, controlling kick, too. That was fun, though. Fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. so, so and, and I can't even go on any message board or anywhere without being, like, basically spit upon. You can um, go on to NeoGAF. And, no, NeoGAF is the worst. Uh, they have, no, you, they have threads for weird people. Well, like well I know, I know, but like it's... <laughs> the Xbox support. No, no, but, yeah. that, but that's the thing, though, is I'm Isn't not... There Xbox I don't subreddit? identify myself as like a pro-Microsoft or... Like, I was like... You're just like games. My, my right. fanboyism died out when the Dreamcast died. Oh. Uh, my, uh, yeah. I, and I like what certain thing, people do with certain things. So the point being is that uh, I'm a fan of all of it, and uh, I think you find your, your niche, you, you support, and you 
if you love your, your Sony or your Nintendo, you, know, you want to buy all their stuff, do it. But like, you know, I, I'm just saying like, uh, companies are not people. The bottom line is, you know, they want your money. Sony isn't a champion of hardcore. They want your money. It's just that they uh, are doing it a very smart way right now. Microsoft had their moments of being smart about how they did it. Now they got pompous. I would have said the same thing about Sony at the beginning of the PS3 was that they were so pompous from doing so many things right that uh, they got pompous and they lost focus uh, and they just wrote it out and now they're doing everything right. And so just, you know, there's no reason to hate people who are fans of games. Uh, you know, just just chill if uh, if you hate Microsoft or Nintendo <laughs> or Sony. Just, you know, just let it go and yeah. uh, enjoy what you got and what you like and don't force it on other people and make them feel bad because I remember going into EB when I was a Saturn kid and walking in and, and then trying to buy a Saturn game and that owner was uh, a big Sony proponent I uh, didn't know this but he basically said why the hell are you buying Saturn and I was like <laughs> I'm never shopping here again I think um, I don't mean to steal anything or, or talk over, what, over your um, thoughts but what made Gameware what it was and is is based on experiences that we had at other stores yes. and in some part. So we knew that, well, Hey, you know, I, I shopped at these stores and didn't like what these people did or how they treated me as a customer. So I just, I just do the opposite. I, I treat people the way I wanted to be treated when I go into a store like that. When, yeah. One of the lessons I took from that was when someone would come up with any game, I would never assume that they're just ignorant and they're buying a crappy game. Uh, I would try to find out about them, and then if they wanted my suggestion, I'd be like, well, I think there's a better game like this for you, but, because, you know, I could say, oh, you know, that's a stupid game, but, like, that's my favorite Golden thing Compass? of ever all time. Golden Compass? What are you Compass? What's wrong with So, you? anyways, yeah, it's just, like, there's so many different tastes, and, yeah, just... And who hasn't liked a bad game? Yeah. I mean, uh, we've I'm all... a huge fan of <laughs> Too Human. I love Night Trap, or actually, more like Double Switch on yeah. Sega CD. Those games are terrible, uh, but I have so much fun playing them. Yeah, so, yeah, you just... People enjoy what they want to enjoy and don't worry about other people. Dragon's Lair? Yeah. Hmm. Dragon's Lair. <laughs> When's that coming to PS4? I don't know. It's already been like three weeks. Well, still. Dragon's Lair for the first Xbox Connect was awful, but now that the new Connect looks so much better. I, well, I actually around. downloaded Dragon's Lair on 360 because yeah. you can play it without, you know, with just a controller. Yeah. But yeah, it does support Connect too. Dragon's Lair for the Game Boy is pretty good. <laughs> I have Dragon's Lair on just about everything. So. Did you play Dragon's Lair on the original LaserDisc arcade? Yeah. I did. It was the first <laughs> arcade machine that cost 50 cents. was Dragon's Lair. The first game that I spent uh, about probably 100 bucks on in quarters in a weekend was Gauntlet. Oh, yeah. That game's just designed to take your money. So, Well, we should do an arcade episode one day. That's it. And that is our show this week. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Driving way far away from your home. Sorry, it's so to my late. kitchen table. From it's like Terry. 2 a.m. Yeah, it's all right. But, um, yeah, our Game of the Year show is next week. Tune in for that. Until then, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arinder. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Gameware. Do you mess with the Twitter, Scott? I do not. I, I, I'm on Twitter, and I just follow. Okay. Uh, I got nothing to say. Obviously, you I do. follow me. I, I <laughs> or do you not have a Twitter account? Or I do just... have a Twitter account, but I just yeah. follow. I've never... Post. Oh, actually, I've posted things to developers. That's another thing. You should, uh, if you like a game, yeah. especially an indie game, you'd be surprised who would respond. I said, oh, yeah. I said Antichamber. 
uh, I sent that guy an email explaining why I like this game so much, and he wrote back. It was pretty awesome. Well, you should follow me on Twitter because I'm kicking around a movie idea, and we could talk about it on Twitter. I've been working on this movie. <laughs> I think we should practice. Yeah, we should. So we'll do that right now. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks for Scott. coming. That Love is you, man. the best game ever. Oh, that too. <laughs> I'm out. And that's it, y'all. We will see y'all next week. Uh, special edition Game of the Year podcast. Stick around. Until then, have a great weekend. We are out.